Hey, Kim. Hey, Logan. Oh, I'm so excited uh, to talk about this episode. I cannot mm-hmm. wait. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, okay. First of all, let's. I just want to throw this disclaimer out there in case any news happens between when we record this and when this episode releases. I don't think there will be, but you never know. Mm-hmm. We are recording this on Sunday, March 12th, and this episode won't be out until the 23rd. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind if you're listening to the news section. There's about 11 days yeah. uh, of potential something could happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did. Co- okay. So Friday, uh, CBS released their schedule for the 24th. And that was before the press release came out. So before the episode even aired, um, I went in knowing like we're not going to, we weren't going to have a new episode on the 17th or the 24th. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah <laughs> this is our last episode for a a little bit um three a three week break between episodes basically um yeah so that's okay march madness is throwing mm-hmm. us off we had a feeling that was going to happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll be back when we'll, when we'll talk about the press release like in just a second mm-hmm. the next episode is going to air march 31st and then the episode after that on the seventh is the Kane Brown episode, which Ooh. is episode eighteen. So I was right; I did my math correctly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so that'll be fun. We'll have a fun two weeks after that for sure. Okay. Um, also, I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but hopefully by then we'll have another little surprise uh-huh. that we can throw in there. I'm really happy about it, and uh-huh. I'm hoping it like all comes together the way it needs to come together. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, now, though, let's talk about our news here. So we have <clears throat> the episode 17, wait, yes, episode <laughs> 17 description um, and photos. And I put the photos on Instagram. So go follow us, uh-huh. uh, ladies night underscore pod at Instagram to see those photos. Um, but it is called A Cry for Help. And, oh man, this is going to be, oh gosh. Okay. This description (laughs) is an internal investigator suspects Jake of being the serial arsonist setting recent fires. So Bodie and the crew take it upon themselves to investigate. (sighs) Immediately after (laughs) um, this release came out, I saw a comment that was like, oh, so they're just going to tell everybody. (laughs) And I was like, it seems like they're telling everybody but the uh, fire cop lady. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) Which, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they tell, like, who they tell. Maybe they won't tell anybody at 42, but they tell 3 Rock? Hmm. Maybe some some of the people over here. Maybe Manny has a conversation. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just hope they don't tell Colin. That's the only thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, let's let's keep him out of some secrets Mm. um which we'll talk about we'll get there we'll get there um but yeah so it looks like the next episode we see is going to be about figuring out if jake really is the arsonist um very (laughs) nerve-wracking uh and the episode by the way the next episode is written by julia fontana so it's another one written by a woman it's exciting uh, yeah, so that one's going to air March 31st from 9 to 10 on CBS or next day on Paramount Plus, okay. as always. 
Uh, the photos, just real quick, summarize some of these. Um, they all look to be the same scene. Looks like a residential home. So I'm wondering if whoever the arsonist is, is responsible for the fire at this house. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because they're all the same thing. And it looks like maybe it starts in the day and ends at night because there's various shots of daytime and nighttime. So looks like it's going to be real tense, guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. There's one shot in particular. I don't know. You've probably seen it, Kim, but it's Mm -hmm. uh, Jake like standing in behind flames. Like Like the flames are here. Looking deeply into the fire. I don't like it. (laughs) It's just, it's too, I don't, I don't I mean, from past photos where we've kind of thought we were going to get more, I mean, sometimes they, they, they do the photos and they're kind of a little, not to say like misleading, but like we all thought that (laughs) Lily and Manny meeting was going to be this whole big scene. And it was a moment, I mean, I still felt a vibe, but it wasn't anything like big. So it, it could just be like a brief glance, but obviously with context of the episode we just saw, we're thinking a little bit more into it. It's maybe. true. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely playing into that a little bit with these oh, photos yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's um, looking deep <clears throat> into the fire. Like, yeah, he's, he's like soul searching uh-huh. in this fire. <laughs> Which, you know, on a scene, probably not the greatest thing, Jake, but you do you. <laughs> it's probably like you know not doing you any favors right now man but it's okay well we'll we're gonna we'll, we'll get to it yeah i have i have feelings <laughs> that's the next episode um and obviously we know the one after that is going to be the cane brown episode which tia actually there was like an article sort of about it but it didn't really say much let me see if i can find it yeah though um, i think it did maybe that was the article because I did see that we were kind of you and I were speculating about what Kane Brown's role was gonna be a little bit uh-huh. and you know it's, it sounds like he's just kind of traveling through so unfortunately not Kane Brown Let's being see. Kane Brown but <clears throat> yeah I it but it does say acting like specifically talks about his acting yeah. debut so mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say yeah that he's not playing himself yeah I mean hopefully we'll still get some you know, maybe a little performance at Smokey's. I don't know. Well, there's also a picture. Look at this picture. Yeah. Yeah, he's like saving a kid or trying to help. Yeah, there's during... like a person down on the ground. Yeah. And fire. Yeah. And he's like standing next to the. Yeah. It might be a kid. Might be a, I don't know. I can't really tell. Teenager. Maybe. It looks like a, maybe a kid. Yeah. Or yeah, it might be a kid. They're small. Um. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, he looks really good mm-hmm. with his leather jacket. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I know, me too. Um, so that's exciting. There's there's little bits coming out about that mm-hmm. here and there. Um, Tia, I'm gonna read just part of this that Tia posted. She posted screenshots from this article. Um Tia says that the country singer will this is to the quotes light up the fire country screen for this episode so oh it was a people article okay i haven't read the whole article i just saw that tia Uh posted about it so if you look if you go look up people you'll find an article about it It says kane brown makes lifelong dream come true with fire country acting debut Uh um so that's exciting for him Uh 
looking at this photo again maybe it's not a leather jacket it looked really shiny oh it might be suede okay i might end up being mm. right i'm over analyzing the wardrobe now mm-hmm. sorry he looks really cool though look at this scarf mm-hmm. that's what i said i still get vibes that you know maybe he's a performer a little bit we didn't get too much detail but we'll see interesting i'm super curious mm-hmm. okay anyway that's all the news that we have um man we are just picking mm-hmm. away at the season right like mm-hmm. we have this break and then when we come back we're gonna get 17 and 18 at least back to back and then after that there's only four more episodes that's crazy 19, 20, 21, 22. That is insane. I it's feel gone. like it's been forever, but also really mm-hmm. quick. It really has. And I mean, that just still kind of tells you, I think, what a good quality season is, that it kind of just goes by so quickly. Yeah. It's crazy. And these characters, too. Man, I can't wait to do, like, a season wrap-up. Because these characters in one season have gone through so much, like, oh. growth. <laughs> From the just, pilot to now. I know. Just thinking of, like before like the end scene of the pilot of just knowing where we kind of started to like now is just like wow <laughs> crazy oh my gosh I can't wait I can't wait till we do like a mm-hmm. reflective episode after we see where the finale ends and mm-hmm. we can kind of go through the journeys mm-hmm. and everything that's gonna be so much fun mm-hmm. and then we haven't talked about it but I want us to do like a wish list kind of episode mm-hmm. too so we'll see but mm-hmm. i'm very excited for like I mean, the future of the show and like yeah but I also mean, i feel like i still have really good powers of like manifestation because a lot of the stuff i've wanted have, <laughs> have happened so yeah I, maybe we just need to make a full episode to yeah know, for sure and me. definitely after we like see where this season's journey ends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's gonna be man I'm so excited. I'm so uh-huh. excited. Like the mid-season finale and premiere was crazy enough trying to uh-huh. think about what they're going to do to like up the game for a <sighs> season finale. I feel like oh, we're going to be we're going to be mad cuz we're going to be left we're, it's gonna, there's going to be a cliffhanger or a surprise of some sort that we're going to have to sit with for months and I'm not going to like it. I mean, well, I'm, I'm also excited I, but not going to like it yeah exactly i'm also trying to think this arsonist plot like obviously we're getting it next week and it sounds like next week they're going to determine whether or not jake is the arsonist Mm -hmm. so after that is the arsonist plot resolved or is something else gonna happen and it's gonna like run over into the it's just so hard to tell and they've not done anything that i would predict like except Mm -hmm. for obviously the kidney disease plot has been with us all season long Mm -hmm. so like that plot i feel pretty safe in saying that it's going to carry on through the rest of the episodes Mm -hmm. but there's been other things that i thought they would drag out that they did not (laughs) so i'm like i don't know if they're gonna drag this out or if it's gonna be like they're gonna solve it next episode well because i was convinced we were gonna be dealing with a whole arc with manny being accused and me too and i will get to it in the episode yeah there's other things too that they resolved in this episode that i was like oh okay i was expecting that to be like a whole thing Mm -hmm. um but they so they do things like that where i'm like so now i just don't know what to expect from Mm -hmm. this arsonist plot anymore 
Um, mm-hmm. I do. Th- I mean, we'll get into it. I have some other thoughts, but that's the mm-hmm. main one. I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I have no idea where this is going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no idea. And mm-hmm. I'm a little scared. <laughs> just, just a little. Uh, anyway, to get us started with the episode, you want to read the title mm-hmm. in the description? Yep. So season one, episode 16, My Kind of Leader. So when a massive and unpredictable wildfire breaks out in neighboring Drake County, the Station 42 and 3rd Rock crews are called to help aid in the rescue efforts. Hmm. It's a very, fairly generic description, but so much more than that very generic description happened. Yeah, it was very, <laughs> like, that sounds simple, but what happened it, in the yeah. episode was no. not simple. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, and the two sneak peeks we got before the episode aired was the scene with um, uh, Bodie and Freddie and the scene with Jake and Colin. Mm -hmm. Um, And they very conveniently didn't mention anything about, like, Sharon or anybody else. It was very specific to those two characters, Bodie and Jake, like, what was happening. Um, So, yeah, but I, oh, man. Okay, so first of all, this episode started with the inmates watching news coverage on a phone and the whole time I'm like, guys, put the phone away. Guys, put the phone yeah. away. Don't get in trouble. Please no. put the phone away. No. <laughs> like that stressed me out so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was smart though. I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> it, it was, was but it, it was just like me knowing that like yeah. once I found out they were watching it on a phone, I was like, oh, like, please don't get yeah. in trouble. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and apparently they hide it in like a water bottle, like a yeah, stainless. Like a yeah. Thermos, yeah, thermos yeah. or whatever, like Which, a canteen type thing. Yeah, smart move. It was it's, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so they're watching that while Bodie is like working on a notepad. We don't really know what he's working on right now. Mm-hmm. And then they show Manny, and I loved that they used the phrase "fire cop" because I was like, "Man, that reminds me of some other show that we yeah. used to watch." Yeah. Anyway, um, they called her the fire cop lady, which I thought was really funny. Um, and it was her and Manny, which I thought Manny was supposed to go to Sacramento, but it looks like she well, maybe came. He, maybe he did, or maybe there was a meeting halfway. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. But she was at Three Rock. So they kind of parted ways at Three Rock. And then mm-hmm. Manny comes in to talk to them. Uh, they hide the phone really quick so they don't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he asked Bodie, how is it coming on Rebecca's eulogy? which that's when you're like oh that's what he's working on okay sad um which Bodhi is like he he's just not he's not feeling it um Mm -hmm. which grief is a hard thing so like Mm -hmm. it's a lot to grapple with especially Mm -hmm. when you were in the position that he was in with it Mm -hmm. but I will say I did not appreciate the whole blaming Manny conversation that happened yeah and I just in general like I just want Bodie and Manny to be in a good place and when they're not in a good place it upsets me and it feels like the very opposite of what a warm hug feels like yeah I I don't know I just didn't really I get Bodie taking all the blame onto himself that's very Mm -hmm. much Bodie I didn't necessarily understand why other than him just being angry which okay that's valid because it's grief and like mm-hmm. it does all kinds of crazy things to your emotions mm-hmm. but i just didn't really understand why all of a sudden he was turning it on manny yeah i think it's 
just the easiest out maybe for that kind of maybe. anger which don't agree mm-hmm. with it but i think that's just you know it just seemed inconsistent with the rest of his reaction is all yeah um but then again grief is not linear or consistent in any way very true. so very true um anyway so there's that little conf- confrontation there which i loved manny saying he's like you want to blame somebody blame the tree mm-hmm. it's like yeah blame the tree mm-hmm. i mean nobody could have predicted that was going to happen and nobody could have predicted a way out of it mm-hmm. i mean even if manny had been there he would have been the one under the tree yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. it wouldn't have changed much Mm -hmm. i mean you know except that you would have had eve in addition to bodhi trying to figure out what to do but still would have had the same situation Mm -hmm. because the problem was the copter couldn't get to him that was the Mm -hmm. problem yeah i think it's maybe it's just that game of what ifs playing out in bodhi's head no it is it's not you know anyway but i think manny is right there when he's like mm-hmm. blame the tree but i also loved what bodhi said about rebecca in that way you know when unjust things happen to people who don't deserve it it's mm-hmm. very easy to get just like all kinds of angry at the circumstance so like him saying you know when when manny reminds him like it's for rebecca's memorial he's like well rebecca shouldn't be a memory mm-hmm. and i'm like that is very true Mm-hmm. feel that way about a lot of not just real people but also fictional characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah oh gosh um so yeah so basically the way that conversation ends how does that end it doesn't they just like go outside right it's just yeah. like yeah and i should we see anything okay where do we go after that i'm trying to remember six is that when we go to the firehouse and eve is walking in mm-hmm. yeah okay so that's then we see eve after all of this which man her face looked rough seriously just with the remaining episodes can we just protect eve like no more for real like she had her arm was like a problem at one point because of the rock thing like can we Mm -hmm. just let's just leave her alone Mm -hmm. it's fine um (laughs) but anyway she looked really rough and so she sort of walks up to vince and hands him a letter and she's like hey i'm gonna take a leave of absence and vince like takes it and then puts it down he's like we're not we're not doing that (laughs) and he tells her with the same thing that sharon told gabriella a couple episodes ago be of service mm. um i love it kind of talks around that consistent me too me too mm-hmm. yeah i love that it's it's basically like the call to action for everybody mm-hmm. on this show now is be mm-hmm. of service and it's, um i yeah. like it too because it's not like just like do your damn job it's like it's like it's meant to be like inspirational it's like you know be of service can you not hear me it sounds a little garbled i think your mic might be too low like you're this part this part you good yeah that's better (laughs) that's what i was trying to tell you i was over here doing like a motion for her to like lift the no i'm I'm not great i'm not great with that (laughs) 
sorry everybody it's okay it's okay no you're good I just it sounded yeah I could hear you it just sounded like okay far away so that's better um (laughs) anyway no you're yeah you're right though it is like um it's more than just like we need to get to work it's Uh more it's like we're here for the town we're here for the people in the town Uh um you know be of service Uh yeah it's a really great one Uh um it's so at i think he does get the call over the radio that they're needed in drake county at the end of that scene so then we transition Uh out to the um what are we calling this the bay the bay area for the rigs um sure it's called something i know what it's called on chicago fire but i don't know that they call it that on this Uh show so i don't want to say that Uh um but it's where they have all their gear so it shows everybody getting their gear on and sharon is basically telling them what they're about to do and why they're going to do it and then Uh at the end of her exposition speech she acknowledges that jake is back with them Mm -hmm. um and that he has been out for a week which at that point i wanted to say i was right he's a wallower so he was out for a week wallowing Mm -hmm. in his feels (laughs) Mm -hmm. i knew it um Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway sharon also they didn't touch on her emotional headspace from all of this so she seems to be fine yeah maybe she's just like job just focusing I on think the job. a little bit i mean she had her moment in the hospital of like i'm gonna live my life like and so maybe that kind of i mean still obviously needing time to process or not getting a new kidney but like you said i think maybe throwing herself a little bit into work hopefully not like too much but just like a little bit just to kind of get back to normal baby. yeah i think so i think that's probably probably accurate but during all of this <laughs> while everybody's getting their stuff together there's a conversation, two conversations, one between Jake and <clears throat> Colin, <laughs> where uh, Colin is basically saying, you know, that was a brave thing you did, wanting to, like, donate your kidney or whatever, giving him a pat on the back. And Jake is like, okay, but I couldn't do it. So mm-hmm. you don't you don't have to R- say rescind that. Rescind the pat on the back. <laughs> rescind. Yeah, we don't. It's not it. And then... <laughs> Colin just keeps on talking and he's like well you know I know how it is you know your dad died and so there's a lot to live up to and you just want to um be a hero like he was and and that's the first time that we've heard mm-hmm. that Jake's dad died but it's also the first time that anybody has like really said that to him too because he's like I-, I didn't tell you about my dad so how do you know about my dad mm-hmm. right and Colin's like oh um well i thought we could like bro up so i just you know googled you (laughs) like you know we've all been a little bit you know uh, that kind of person who looks somebody up online a little bit like rule number one of doing that though you don't tell somebody you did it you don't reveal the things you looked up online and be creepy well also i don't google people i actually know in real life yeah i mean yeah honestly if you're meeting somebody for the first time maybe a little bit but like it, anybody you actually I mean, like, unless know... you've met them on like a dating service yeah. or yeah. like something like that where you're literally yeah. going in blind and you have no way to verify information uh-huh. but like if, if it's someone i work with or someone i like have met several times i'm not uh-huh. gonna google them uh-huh. that's that doesn't that's not a thing <laughs> and, like don't mention that you look them up it's so weird and also Creepy says bro up 
Okay. Nobody says this. Oh, no. It was all very cringy mm-hmm. and very awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, And Jake kind of looks at him and he's like, listen, you want to bro up, keep my name out of your Google search. And I was like, oh, I was was here for it. I was here for this Jake and Colin Uh tension. I liked it. Um, But I will say, knowing that Jake's dad is dead explains a lot. Yeah. And I I still want more history, though, of knowing when did he die? Mm Because I think that provide they'll provide us a little more context of. We do get more insight at the end of the episode, yeah. which was, oh man, I was so conflicted. It was like, I love the information, but uh, <laughs> I know. we'll get to it. But like, I man, I okay. but um, so we did get that bit of info on Jake, which was interesting, mm-hmm. but that's how that conversation kind of yeah. ends with Jake just being like, mm-hmm. all right, stop looking into me and yeah. leave me alone. And I, um, I do want to jump back a little bit, like it's weird scene, not a weird scene, but a moment we had in between there, we got thrown back to Three Rock Camp where Bodie was kind of outside. I think he was, I hate to say pumping iron, but like he was on a- Well, right. I was going to yeah. bring that up okay. next because okay. this whole scene on the bay is connected. Yeah. Like there's like three yeah. different conversations that yeah. happen right after Eve and Vince's thing. Uh, so I wanted, so yeah. Yeah. But no, that does happen. We'll get, yeah, that's coming up. Um, But no, and next to that is Eve and Gabriella, mm-hmm. where they talk about, I thought you were going to take a leave. And Eve is like, no, I changed my mind. And mm-hmm. Gabriella's like, did you change your mind or did someone change it for you? <sighs> and so Eve just kind of throws that line out there of like, you know, um, Rebecca died helping me. So now I'm going to make that worth it. I'm I'm here to help other people. I can't mm-hmm. sit at home and do nothing. I should be out there help, helping people. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a little Chavins moment where this is the first like drop of like something's going on with the guys in Drake County and they don't really like Vince a whole bunch uh, mm-hmm. because she's like, be careful. We know how they feel about you in Drake County. And Vince mm-hmm. is like, well, you know, it's a little justified. <laughs> um mm-hmm. yeah and then you're mm-hmm. right we go back to three rock um i couldn't remember where it was exactly i thought it was after this it might have been before i don't know this yeah, episode it was, it was a little choppy in there that we kind of went back yeah. and forth a little bit yeah um but no you're right he's they're like out in the rec yard or whatever mm-hmm. like working mm-hmm. out and freddie's trying to talk to him while he's spotting him mm-hmm. yeah um it's hard because you know Bodie's just still seemingly beating himself up over it no, and I, I hate, hate it. it I was really worried though this scene worried me about where this plot with Bodie was gonna go this mm-hmm. is one of the things that I thought was gonna go on for longer like I thought this was gonna be the beginning of him spinning out for like several episodes because mm-hmm. that's what another show we know would do <laughs> mm-hmm. um but Anyway, yeah, this scene kind of made me nervous for what was to come because of the way this conversation unfolds. But I loved Freddie in this scene. Mm-hmm. I loved Freddie in this scene where he's just like, you know, you can't always be the hero, man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which basically I love that you said that to him, first of all, because other people do heroic things, too. Like other people are going to do, you know, um, risky things in order in service of the job. He's not the only one that does that like they all do it. <laughs> um and so you know I think Bodhi does need to be reminded of that though because it in his mind like all the action responsibility is on him uh-huh. but they're all there for the same reason to do the same job 
it's not just him um but i love freddie basically reminding him you know that it was an accident it happened the way it happened it wasn't anybody's fault and uh, he's reminding him like i was there i saw it i know yeah mm-hmm. that was a good scene mm-hmm. i always love a good Bodie and freddie scene it's I know, they're always good always. they're the best mm-hmm. um it's just like i love the friendship they've built up between them and mm-hmm. um freddie sort of being not i don't want i don't know the word for it he's not <laughs> I don't, he's not like cowardly i think he's just more cautious uh-huh. like uh-huh. he has a little more value to his personal life than bodie yeah. puts on his own life <laughs> yeah. um and i think that's also has to do with you know freddie's got cookie right even before uh-huh. he had his baby girl he had uh-huh. cookie so i think it's just they're in different places but it works really well for them to balance each other Uh out Uh because when freddie wants to you know give up and back out bodie encourages him not to but when bodie Uh wants to be impulsive and reckless freddie's the one that can talk him down Uh that's a Um, good balance they have it is i like it a lot so um and that is when they also get called to drake county Uh so we have them both and i loved this little scene it wasn't much it was real short but both are heading to drake county and Uh we hear the radio chatter Uh back and forth where vince is like talking to uh manny and he's like hey take care of my boy out there in drake county especially with those shamrocks or those hot shots or whatever mm-hmm. and then manny fires back he's like yeah take care of my girl in that prison especially in those cell blocks and i was like mm-hmm. ah, the in-laws are talking already mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love it mm-hmm. i loved it so much it was tiny it was like two <sighs> seconds but it made me so happy so good so good just the family feels it's just I wonderful I'm i take it as good foreshadowing i don't care like give it to yeah <laughs> i loved it okay. um but they're going different places which i thought this was interesting so the way sharon explained it is that because drake county's services are all focused on the fires and the evacuation mm-hmm. there are other things that have to be done that are not a priority for their services which is mm-hmm. what 42 is doing so their responsibility mm-hmm. is the very last thing on the list which is to evacuate the prison um interesting that that's the very last priority by the way mm-hmm. um yeah so they get there oh my gosh i from the minute this plot started i knew it was gonna get me i knew it mm-hmm. um they're there in the lobby being briefed by the warden who by the way is um michelle from timeless denise's wife <laughs> ah yeah okay. spotted that right away i was like it's michelle hmm. uh anyway um they're getting briefed by her on the situation which is crazy but mm-hmm. in the middle of this gabriella spots a little girl and her mom like sitting off to the side and uh she says well what about the families and the warden just sort of very frustrated is like well they won't leave and gabriella's like yeah, they're not going to leave their loved ones. Mm-hmm. Just like very obvious, like, really? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she has that perspective and it's so ingrained in her because it was such a huge part of like her existence growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the minute she started to walk over, I was like, oh, oh, no. 
this is gonna this is gonna get me my heart's just gonna like crack and crack Mm -hmm. and crack this whole episode um she talks to the little girl this little girl very good actress by the way Mm -hmm. like very talented um and they have this discussion where Gabriella's like you know I visited my dad at a prison just like this um when I was your age and I'm like oh no here it comes um yeah and so just Gabriella immediately like relating to this little girl and being like Uh hey you know we're we're gonna get your dad out of here but the wife is like we're not leaving until Uh he does um which Mm-hmm. just immediately i love this family i don't know them but i love no. them um no. yeah so but then we also get briefed on the prison situation which is a little um complicated yeah so apparently the shot callers in the prison have decided it's the perfect time for a prison gang war because yeah. why not yeah great pending <laughs> fire coming near the prison sure. wonderful wonderful time for this to happen just absolutely great so the gangs are supposed to kill each other on site basically um and then not only that but the prison is also huge and has different like cell blocks for different purposes so there's like gin pop there's like high security there's like uh the really really bad like what are they it's like the ones that they're isolated in these like really intense cells what did she call that I mean, I don't know. Is max- it maximum security? Yeah, maximum security. So it's like, so also keep in mind, they said like the prison is like lowest priority, but you have like maximum security prisoners in there. And it's just, it's like, really, that's the standard of the list of. I guess they just don't care if they die. I mean, is the thing. Okay. I mean, I guess that's why, that's the only reason you would make them last priority is like, we're going to get the, you know, the citizens of the town out first, but the prison, meh, yeah. they can just yeah. die. Basically, that's the attitude, seems like. Um, mm-hmm. So, but there's like different levels of security. So mm-hmm. at this prison, and there's, I think she said there were like four different yeah. blocks to evacuate. Um, So I think the, they, they get a call. I thought this was funny. They get a call for like a, was it a code two? initially or was it a code one i can't remember i can't remember it was it was one number apart and it's a stabbing um and that'll that comes back later because i just uh-huh. like that part but they go to look at the stabbing and the guy has like a thing sticking out of his chest where uh-huh. somebody has shivved him basically uh-huh. um and they're trying to figure out how to treat it and he's like thrashing around um and eve at this moment she's like i'd rather have a fire Uh like this is crazy because they have to fight through the inmates to get to the guy who's stabbed and then Uh they have to keep the inmates back while they're trying to treat the guy and she's just like this too much i just give me a fire i'd rather have a fire um yeah and then the warden also chooses that moment to reveal that her medical staff has just left Uh like okay (laughs) Mm-hmm. wonderful great um so they have to get this guy with the stab wound to the infirmary but before they can like stabilize him or anything guy pulls the shiv out of himself oh he just like yanks it right out which hasn't this dude seen like all those videos and like of like you st- you're stabbed with something don't yank it out 
Apparently Don't. not. Apparently <laughs> not. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love Vince commenting that it was a toothbrush. He was like, eh, technically a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, that's just they don't have knives really in mm-hmm. prison um anyway yeah so that's when at that point they get another code it's either a two or a three i can't remember <laughs> and they all have this moment where they're like if this code is a stabbing what is this code mm-hmm. and then they realize it's a fire mm-hmm. well Great. you've got her wish yes yeah, she did which i thought was really funny it's like be careful what you wish for eve seriously Mm -hmm. um yeah so they so they split up at that point so jake gabriella and colin take the guy to the infirmary and then vince and eve then head to the other cell block to put out the fire Mm -hmm. um yeah and also I feel like we should just do these like we used to do with one Chicago where we just followed a plot to the end because I hopping back and forth is going to kill me. It's, so let's just. Yeah. Some episodes it we can kind of move around a little bit because it makes yeah. sense because they're inter. But these are very like parsed out storylines. Yeah. That, you know, eventually. I mean, it's. But yeah, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Okay. So with the rest of this plot then. So then this plot also, the thing about these plots is they also sort of branched off to where it wasn't just like all of these people are at the prison and all Mm -hmm. of these people, it was like, these people are at the prison. These people are in the infirmary. These people are in this cell block. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like one cohesive Mm storyline, you know, it was weird. Mm -hmm. So now that these two have split up though. So we have um, Gabriella, Jake, and colin in the infirmary with the guy and they get in there and of course they have confirmation that all the medical staff has gone Mm -hmm. um and jake is like talking about the procedure that they need to do (laughs) but when they're talking about the medical staff that left colin is like well why don't we just leave i don't understand i'm i'm here to fight fires not you know get in the middle of a prison gang war or whatever and jake's like listen you want to bro up with me first you got a man up Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gabriella Which, being like I would say woman up but you get uh-huh. the point <laughs> like come on I, I, I mean I get it it's a phrase I still hate it though I know me too <laughs> just something Gabriella got that little shot in there she's like I'd mm-hmm. say woman up but I mean okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the point still stands uh-huh. um so yeah so then Colin kind of gets it together but they talk about the procedure they're going to do Colin tries to find supplies and all the cabinets are locked so they have to improvise out of the med bag which was fun to see i like it when mm-hmm. you know we get to see how how clever our our people are mm-hmm. um and the whole time this is happening too like gabriella finds the tattoo on the guy's arm that says julia which is the little girl's name mm-hmm. um and so she gets to kind of talk to him about his daughter and he's just real worried because his daughter and his wife are still here like still there at the prison and mm-hmm. he knows there's a fire coming and what you know the craziness that's happening um so yeah i think that's basically all that happens in that particular scene but colin does eventually get it together which i think is the point of that mm-hmm. scene Mm-hmm. um and then we get to eve and vince um they <laughs> force their way into this uh cell block which is pretty scary and intense because the prisoners are like trying to storm the door mm-hmm. and at the same time vince and eve are trying to get in and so they end up like spraying the prisoners with the fire extinguishers just to like get them to back up mm-hmm. and then i was kind of i was really proud of eve the way she like fronted off with that guy to get to the mattress 
that was on fire. Mm -hmm. So they show these two mattresses that are on fire and they go toward them. And there's one guy that's like trying to get in Eve's face to scare her away from it. And she's just not letting him. She Mm -hmm. was like, no, back up. And I was like, oh, yes, that's my girl. Um, But they try the extinguishers on it and it doesn't work. And they asked them what they set the fire with. And I couldn't make sense of what the guy said. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get it it either. It must have been some sort of chemical because the extinguishers weren't going to work. So then they take their jackets off and they like stomp it out with the jacket Mm -hmm. to suffocate it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after they've done that, they discover there's a burn victim, probably the guy that set one of the fires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they want to get him out of there, but then things get crazy again. And so they have a hard time trying to figure out how to get out of there. Yeah, because they have to get this, like, guy with a burn through... Through a wall of inmates, basically. Yeah, like 20, 30 inmates, and it's just like, oh, well, this is easy getting in. Now you gotta get out. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Uh, So, luckily for them, though, the SWAT team Uh sort of prison guard SWAT whatever comes in in their tech gear and stuff and, like, forces them through to get to them. And in all the chaos, Vince kind of makes an implied decision that the guy with the burn isn't important. Um, And it's basically focused on getting him and Eve out, not necessarily the guy. But Eve, our girl, because our girl is the best, Uh muscles her way out of there with that guy. Like, she Uh is carrying most of his weight and, like, Uh pushes her way through to get them, to get him out of there, too. Uh Um. And I loved it. I know Vince didn't really, because he was like, that was unnecessary on the risk front for you. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, that's what she's there to do. She's there to be of service. You know, and that's who Eve is. She's not going to, yeah. I mean, it's, that's the hard part of being like uh, the captain, like, because Vince is captain, right? Yep. Captain. He's chief. Right. Chief. Sorry. In- Manny is a captain. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Titles, <laughs> I know, similar, I know. It's, a, it's the whole thing. Hurt, hurts my brain. Um, and I mean, it's hard because it's like he's watching out for his people, and but then it's you know, it that's who his priority is, and so it's it's always that balance of being a leader of like get your person out, but also help people, and it's 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 just, it's a weird and tough situation. But Eve, with obviously being the amazing person that she is, she still was able to get the guy out too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, which was great. Um, so then once they're out of there. Basically, it becomes pretty clear that they're not going to get these guys evacuated with this gang war happening. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. Because they get the two guys into the infirmary, and they immediately try to kill each other. And it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. this needs to stop. Like, this is ridiculous. Uh, the fire is going to kill everybody if we can't get anybody out of here. Mm-hmm. Um and so Vince decides, he looks at the warden and he's like, I want to talk to these shot callers. And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure you don't. Mm-hmm. But he's Vince, so he can do anything. Mm-hmm. Just add it to his resume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so she arranges it, I guess. He just kind of walks into that cell block and like they, because they can open those doors. Yeah. Like, in an automated way so they don't have to be near the doors to open Mm -hmm. them and so i guess somebody presses a button yeah and three specific doors open and so it looks like there's three gangs and three shot callers 
thought there was four, but I mean, it's, it's maybe four. It was hard. But there were I, more than two. Yeah. The one thing I will say, <laughs> they did a very good shot of Vince like slowly walking in, it being, mm-hmm. feeling very like horror movie esque with it. Well, and they, I didn't love they were it. Using it like... I hate horror movies. So, oh. <laughs> they they were using the like security cameras too so there was mm-hmm. like you know like a security camera cctv style footage mm-hmm. um that was also mixed in with like the actual camera mm-hmm. for filming it was very well done to make you feel the tension mm-hmm. it was um, building yeah mm-hmm. and then the way they shot the guys that came out of the cells too was oh, like, yeah, like slowly sort of walking. felt like yeah, it sort of felt like an old west like shootout kind uh-huh, of thing. Uh huh. Because yeah, like if somebody's walking into a saloon and like everybody yeah. pops up in there and it's just like those famous spaghetti western shots, you know, with the yeah. two guys with the guns and yeah. there's like that long shot of one looking at the other and uh-huh. it was very, very mm-hmm. much like that. So you had like horror movie slash western shootout tension all sort of represented mm-hmm. in this scene of just Vince and like three or four maximum security inmates Mm -hmm. this could have gone very badly Mm -hmm. um but uh vince explains to them you know what's going on and why what they're doing is going to cause more harm than they intend Mm -hmm. and presents them i love the way he does this presents them with the opportunity to be basically the heroes so mm-hmm. he's like, you can be responsible for everybody dying, or you can be the guy that saves lives. Mm-hmm. It's up to you which one you want to be, but yeah. probably if you want to be a shot caller, you need people to call shots for. <laughs> yeah. And not just die in a fiery blade. Right. I, I yeah. you know, what? <laughs> so it kind of appeals to them that way, and it works. So we see them, you know, evacuating the prisoners. Um. And the warden's like, well, how did you do that? She's just like, I can't believe that works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, most people will take you up on the opportunity to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, so glad that worked out for him. But then we also get the end of this plot with like Gabriella and Julia. And oh my gosh, it made me cry so much. Mm-hmm. Um, because she talks to this little girl who's very upset and worried about her dad. And she says, tells her that, you know, they're going to get her dad out. He was hurt, but they're helping him and he'll be okay um and gabriella sort of tells this girl i think probably what she wishes somebody had told her which is like you know i you're worried about your dad and you love your dad and i'm i understand that but also you have to take care of yourself too um and that just made me cry because i was like this is gabriella looking at like in her mind little her Mm -hmm. and she's like talking to herself Mm -hmm. it just made me cry it was like and i'm crying right now thinking about it because it was done so well and it wasn't performed in an over-the-top way it was Uh -uh. just very subtle and beautifully simplistic and just Uh the so good Uh um this is like the type of plot i really want to see with gabriella more Uh um because last week's plot with her and manny was okay but it felt and i understand gabrielle is still growing i don't expect her to be perfect but it did feel very immature maybe Mm -hmm. a little too immature for where she should be this this is learning about gabriella's past and her childhood Mm -hmm. trauma but also showing her growth and Mm -hmm. her maturity and her grace 
Um, I love this plot for her. Like it, obviously I'm very emotional about it. So I loved it, but Mm -hmm. just this little scene, it's not that long either. Just Mm -hmm. the, the way it was written, the way it was performed, the way it was shot. Like, uh, it was beautiful. Um, I loved that so much. Uh, so yeah, man, this, this episode did give me lots of emotions. We'll get to the rest of them soon. (laughs) But basically that was the end of that plot. They got everybody out. Um, and this plot for me, it's so this episode, my gosh, there was so much going on with these characters and the way they used like one situation on each side with each plot to like address the emotions these characters were going through was impressive. Uh Um, like Eve with her survivor's guilt from Rebecca that was addressed with her being of service to this guy and just like rediscovering why she does what she does Mm -hmm. and then you've got gabriella here also relating so much with this family that's split up because the dad is in prison and wanting to help them so we learn a lot about her through that Mm -hmm. and then you have um jake and colin having their like tension also that sort of tells us more about jake and it's just like there was a lot going on and it was done Mm -hmm. so well that it didn't feel like any of it was rushed or Mm -hmm. shoehorned in it it all fit very naturally together which that still is a feat in and of itself because to have that many kind of different plot points going on at one time can very easily be way too messy and chaotic and just feel unsatisfying and a a lot of shows have tried to do it and it feels unsatisfying because it feels like you're just being torn in so many directions Mm -hmm. without very much payoff Mm -hmm. there was payoff in this episode yeah this worked really well and then not only this wasn't even the only plot in the episode so then we also have three rock um out in like the wilderness of drake county Mm -hmm. with the shamrock hot shots it's the first time we're introduced to this concept of like this special forces of firefighters Mm -hmm. um and Kim and I didn't even recognize the guy playing, what's his last name, Knox? Yes. Um, we, we He's a very, like, well-seen actor on a lot of shows. He's had yes. a very long television career. Neither uh-huh. one of us recognized him at first because he's covered in ash and fire gear and, uh-huh. you know, yeah, and he has and white hair. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to, I'm going to butcher his name of Tamo. Yeah, it's panicat i mean i just i I know him and i love him from battlestar galactica and so i just am enjoying the fact that fire country seem is seeming to pick up fire uh, battlestar galactica people and i'm not mad about it um but it was just like it was one of those moments of like i know that voice i kind of recognize him but i didn't see i sometimes i pay attention to like you know when they enter when they have their intro they sometimes list like guest stars i didn't know if they listed him there at all but i didn't notice it and i was just like huh is that him huh (laughs) well also when the credits are on and they're like showing the names you're not you're watching the scene you're not really watching the name so exactly unless you know one is coming and you're looking for it yeah it's not exactly easy to catch those um yeah see and me i didn't watch battlestar galactica but he was on a few episodes of smallville as like a, a character named wes and um i yeah, so that's mostly where I know him from. You did, did you watch Smallville? Kid? Oh, I watched all of. You're Smallville. looking very confused. So you remember the plot with Lois and the super soldier guy that she knew when she was younger, like they were childhood friends. 
It's been so long since I've done a rewatch. I'm going to need to do a rewatch because that's going to bother me now. No, there was a there was a plot for like a huh. I think it was two or three episodes um, where this soldier, this like modified soldier appears and starts killing people and he huh. almost kills Lois, but Lois recognizes him. It's a very like Cap and Bucky kind of thing. Mm, okay. And then it comes out that they were childhood friends and they were very close, but he's supposedly dead, except he's yeah. not dead because now he's this like super soldier guy and he has no memories of anything um so it's like a he plays that character (laughs) it was a very important arc for lois like a Mm -hmm. short like three episode arc um anyway yeah so and there's other things i recognize him from but that was the big one for me because smallville was like a huge a huge part of my life yeah (laughs) um yeah so Anyway, but yeah, I didn't recognize him because of all everything they had done to him, plus mm-hmm. the white hair. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we're introduced to this guy, and he immediately gets on my nerves. <laughs> I thought the intros, like, once when Three Rock was arriving, like, with the music playing, them going at the scene, like, the special force uh, firefighters, I was like, oh, they seem cool. I like them. They're They're really cool and interesting. And that ended, I rescinded my comment very quickly on that front. It's like the minute the guy opened his mouth, you're like, yeah. never mind. No, nope, nope. I take back everything I said. Uh, nope, never mind. Um, he, he played obnoxious very well because this guy mm-hmm. was like, I just wanted to be like, all right, calm down. Calm down, yeah, Mr. Like, Shamrock chill. Hotshot Man. It's okay. Chill. Just chill for a second. <laughs> like, I get you're fighting a fire, but wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are intense. Mm-hmm. um yeah and he's almost immediately giving three rock you know all kinds of bullshit just because they're inmates i guess mm-hmm. i don't know he calls them the bench i'm mm-hmm. like excuse you mm-hmm. um yeah so they start cutting line basically and immediately this guy gets under Bodie's skin because he's like the last time i cut line with a leone he cut and ran yeah which first off you start bad mouthing vince like right out the gate uh-uh no sorry uh-uh. no and also obviously there's more to that story like he just says that and knowing vince we're all like no that's Mm-mm. not the full story no. <laughs> so and i think also i loved manny's reaction because manny obviously knew there was more to that story too but he's just mm-hmm. like let it go it's like mm-hmm. just ignore this man basically is manny the entire time <laughs> um so three rock gets to work cutting line while this guy manny is being his usual you know cheerleader style leadership guy which we love and then this guy is like insulting them (laughs) Mm -hmm. he's like uh we've cut twice twice as much line as you or something like that um yeah and and bodhi is like oh we got to prove this guy wrong he's like really not letting this guy just like say Mm -hmm. these things Mm-hmm. and i just want to be like bodie it doesn't matter like he's you just need to do your job don't worry about what people are saying or what mm-hmm. people are thinking um <laughs> freddie is done with this guy though Freddie just he's like us he immediately does not like this man <laughs> um <laughs> but bodie keeps sort of like defending him but also wanting to prove him wrong yeah um it's just it's makes me sad for Bodie the whole time because I'm like dude he's really not important to your life Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) um anyway 
but there's also this tension between Manny and Bodie the whole time too. So it starts that way. And then Manny and Knox get into an argument about whether or not the wind's going to change and if they're cutting in the right place. And Manny is basically like, the wind's not going to change. We're not going to move, you know, like three miles just because you think the wind's going to change. Yeah. Which he's still a dick, but I very much thought it was like a very I mean, he, he had a calling. Clearly, if he can like go to the ground and be like, <laughs> that was so like the ground and be like, he just like touched the ground and he was like, oh, oh, yeah. it's gonna move. It's I mean, gonna the, move. like, did he discover this superpower like early on and was like, okay, I know what I gotta do when I grow up. Then <laughs> I was like, are you an X Men? Like, what <laughs> is this? Did you develop a mutation? I don't yeah. understand he touched like if the wind's gonna change you would would you wouldn't feel it in the ground i i don't know would you <laughs> i maybe I'm not, a, I'm not a camping hiking person but i would assume that if the wind's gonna change you would feel it like in the air yeah I, it's, I, it's like i said even though he's a dick i i thought it was like a cool kind of thing of like i mean he's been around a lot of scenes who knows <laughs> But I also think it's funny, and we'll get to it, but in the end, he was wrong. Like, they make yeah. you think he's going to be right, but yeah. then ultimately he isn't. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Manny's like, it's the wind's not going to change. We're in mm -hmm. the right spot. We're not going to move three miles just because you have a whim. Mm -hmm. We're going to stay here. Um, And Bodhi is kind of like not on Manny's side, which... No. What? May Come on. <sighs> like, frustrated me so much. Um, and then, and I gotta say, I have to admit, when this happened, I laughed. <laughs> and I don't feel like I should have, but it just like I wanted something bad to happen to the Shamrock guys so bad because this guy Knox was annoying me so much. Mm -hmm. So the wind suddenly shifts, like dramatically shifts, mm -hmm. and they show like the flag on their tent or whatever, like turning the other direction. And then all of a sudden the tent like lifts like a kite mm -hmm. and the cord on the tent like wraps around another guy's throat and like drags him away. Mm -hmm. And that's when they cut to commercial. <laughs> and I cackled so loud when that guy just like yeeted off camera. <sighs> That was very wrong of me, but I couldn't. <laughs> All I could hear in my brain was like from Mary Poppins, like the let's go fly a kite up to the highest height. <sighs> that was literally all I could hear in my head. Oh, I'm I'm laughing now. Oh, see, I've gone from crying, like actually crying to crying yeah. laughing in like the span yeah. of 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Anyway. <laughs> when we come back from commercial Bodhi like launches himself at the guy and cuts him free of the tent um yeah and so but the gets back up and he's fine and Manny's like you don't want to like take a break or anything you I mean your guy was basically almost strangled to death yeah mm -hmm. and um Knox gives Bodhi all the credit for saving the guy's life and then he's like nah he's good we don't need a break <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah breaks okay. are for losers we're not right. losers no that's you know you almost die and get dragged off like the string or a tail on a kite that's you know no big mm -hmm. deal it's totally normal mm -hmm. <laughs> okay um anyway so <clears throat> he wants them to hike 
three miles, two miles, I think actually, to start, you know, cutting line somewhere else. Manny doesn't want to do it. He's like, we're going to leave. We're done. And Bodie talks him into it. This is my one grief about this Manny Bodie relationship. Bodie can like always talk Manny into things. And I feel like that shouldn't be. <laughs> but like Bodie, for some reason, knows exactly how to get, how to press Manny's buttons mm-hmm. to get him to do things that he he knows he shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I necessarily like that. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but it's, you know, I, I don't know if it's just reminiscent of the fact that, you know, we've, we've, they've kind of not played on it too much, but like, you know, they, not the same person, but like they've, not in but past shared past experiences so Bodhi knows how to press those certain buttons a little bit yeah I, I just think maybe the show uses it too much yeah no, because I, they used no, it I a agree. lot early on and yeah. they kind of went away from it for a while but now they're using it I'm just like I I'd rather yeah. us grow from that point yeah and that not be a thing that happens mm-hmm. anymore either Bodhi doesn't do it or Manny doesn't fall for it mm-hmm either one I don't know I just kind of feel like we should grow from it and it shouldn't Uh be the plot device they fall into um when they need it to happen (laughs) uh but either way Bodhi kind of presses all the right buttons and gets Manny to do it so then you know but I, I love the way Manny does it though he's like one step at a time very cautiously we're gonna go um, and he also insists that the drones be up in the air before they just go blindly walking into the smoke. Um, which good on Manny. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so anyway, so now Three Rock is on the move, going deeper into this thing. Um, and when they get there, this Knox guy is like, We're gonna cut so many feet of line, and it's like an impossible, like ridiculous a thousand number. feet of line it's it's impossible yeah and manny's like no we're not gonna do that that's Mm -hmm. suicidal Mm -hmm. and we're we're out of here we're going (laughs) like he's really done at that point he's like Mm -hmm. nah three rock is out of here and Bodie makes a request to be temporarily pulled into the shamrock hotshots and i'm like really Mm-hmm. Like Manny's already had to remind you that he's your boss, not yeah. this guy. Yeah. And I'm very frustrated with Bodie yeah. at this point. Um and, and, and just before that though, didn't we get didn't Knox kind of say, I mean, isn't that like the worthy de- like worthy way of going out instead of being a coward? Yeah. So basically Knox says I think to all of them he says something like better to like stay and fight than go out a coward or leave a coward something like that and but at the same time you know and then they start having this debate about whether or not to stay and Manny's like we're leaving and he tells Bodie I love what Manny says to Bodie he says there's a difference between sacrifice and suicide Mm -hmm. Um, which is a great line and something that Bodie very much needed to hear even though he sort of brushes it off Mm-hmm. But then Bodhi just starts mimicking this Knox guy and like repeating things that he said. And Manny's like, you know what? You can talk like him all you want, but you're not him. I loved this. Even though I hated the way that Bodhi just kept like pushing back at Manny. I love when Manny finally has had enough. And mm-hmm. he's like, here are all the things about you that are different from him. And this is why you need to listen to me and not mm-hmm. him. And 
I love that he tells him all the ways he's different. Like you have friends, you have your parents, you have Gabriella. It's like you have things to live for. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand, and this is maybe a quabble with the quibble with the writing a little bit. He the Manny is talking about things that Bodie has to live for. And as much as we all loved Rebecca, Rebecca is no longer a thing to live for. Mm-hmm. Also, she would have been in the friends category. So I didn't quite get Bodie being like, oh, forgetting about Rebecca already. I didn't quite get that line. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really, to me, make sense in the context of the scene. I don't know. I think you he could have said something different there. He could have been yeah. like, because he does end up bringing up the prison. But mm-hmm. I think instead he could have been like, um, yeah, that's all the stuff I have to live for. But the guys in the prison have all of that to live for, too. They mm-hmm. have friends. They have family. You know, like he could have done that mm-hmm. instead of, oh, you're forgetting about Rebecca. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I understand Rebecca's death is fresh, but she doesn't really fall into any of those categories. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It it was, it was just a strange bit of dialogue yeah. for me. It didn't really fit. Yeah. That's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. Other people could feel differently. I yeah. just thought that was a little strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. Also, I mean, Bodhi doesn't have a weird, creepy Prometheus tattoo like Knox does. No, that was strange. Where like, because, and that was earlier too. Manny was like, um, that tattoo on your neck says mm-hmm. pro. You need to act like a professional. And he's like, no, that stands for Prometheus. And Manny was like, mm-hmm. the god of fire? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, really- like... I mean, I know there's talk of like an arsonist, but like, I mean, that's that's like a particular kind of guy of, you know, like you're working with fire constantly. You want to die by fire as the most noble form of death. You have a Prometheus tattoo. Um, I mean, he's checking a lot of things off on a yeah. not so the good The only box. thing, and, I, and that did, I did see that come up. Like, is he the arsonist? The only thing that no. stops me from saying that is that would he have had the pink fire retardant stuff on him? No, he he wouldn't have, but it's just like it's just like the way they kind of showcased a lot yeah, of that weird, is like right. You can love what you do, but I think Knox is a, I honestly not even a bit. He's very far past what I think yeah. should be that well, comfortable line. And then underneath the tattoo were like all these burn scars. Uh huh. So like clearly this man does not leave fires. <laughs> no, ever no, he does not. No. Um. No, and I, I think scary. think not what Knox needs is some therapy. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, so they're having this whole argument about whether to stay or go, and then Bodhi requests to be folded into the crew mm-hmm. and Knox grants it. And Freddie's like, Are you serious? We're just gonna let this happen. And Manny's like, you know what? Clearly Bodhi has some stuff he needs to work out. So we're just gonna let him work it out. Mm-hmm. um and they basically leave uh and so Bodie's there with the shamrock guys and it becomes increasingly clear as they go on that like they are digging themselves a hole yeah. and the fire is going to consume them yeah it's gonna box them in it's mm-hmm. gonna box them in they're gonna be stuck and so Bodie, thankfully realizes this because i guess finally all the words that manny shouted at him are sinking in now mm-hmm. um and so he starts to realize like if his dad did cut and run the reason behind it is that this guy takes things too far uh-huh. and he gets too close to the fire yeah um and well, buddy base 
like we said, he'd rather die in fire than leave. So right, what the heck? So weird. Like, just, therapy, therapy. Well, especially. I mean, I don't. I, yeah. <sighs> anyway, so um, you know, Bodhi sort of has this realization because they've gone too far with this. He's like, mm-hmm. we need to get out of here. Like all of your guys that you love so much, they're gonna die. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be the one responsible for killing them. Do you want that to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and Bodhi basically talks the guy into calling for a retreat. And I loved the moment he did, though. All the other Shamrock guys were like, what? Like, what's this word that it was, knocks it was like? Yeah. Excuse me? It was like a record scratch. It was like, eh? yeah. excuse me? Mm-hmm. It's like they never, they didn't even know the word existed. Um, and, um, I also love the guy on the radio was like, copy, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> the only people who didn't think that made sense was the Shamrock crew. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, they get down off the mountain. It's, you know, they get everybody out of the prison anyway, so they've saved lives. And then they show the news footage thing again, like they did at the beginning. And it turns out Manny was right anyway. The fire didn't shift. Uh-uh. It stayed true to where they were cutting a line in the first place. And their original line that they cut saved the town. Yep. So, like, take that, Mr. Shamrock Man, because yeah. Manny knows what he's talking about. Uh-huh. I was very proud of Manny in that moment. I was uh-huh. like, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, in, like you said when we were talking about the guy before we started. I think you said it before we started recording. You were like vindication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what that felt like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then we get to. Well, there's two scenes at the end that wrap up the two separate plots. We'll go mm-hmm. into the one that is a result of the Shamrock thing first. That's Rebecca's memorial service. Mm-hmm. So. I loved this. It made me cry a lot. I still wish uh, they had used a better picture, like an actual photo of Rebecca. Yeah, the, it, the photo they had not not it was my sort favorite. of weird. It was yeah. it was like it looked like her law firm ID photo or That's something because I mean. she she was in like a suit. Yeah, it's like her headshot for there. Like, did you just go on her like search Rebecca's name online and we're like, oh, that works great. <laughs> probably like <laughs> it was like whatever photo they could find where she wasn't in her inmate gear yeah basically yeah. what I it mean, looked like but also probably find like a facebook or instagram post which yeah make her look a, like know. not in a suit but okay yeah it did it looked like probably like her law firm id or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. um which was kind of funny um but buddy gives his his eulogy and it starts out more about him and like what he's learned which is fine um and so i did i'm gonna be honest i kind of tuned it out when it was about him at first because that wasn't the part i was really there for (laughs) basically he sums up what he's learned and his lessons that he's learned from the fire or whatever Mm -hmm. but then he gets to rebecca and i love the part where he talks about rebecca was always looking to help Mm-hmm. and he starts giving these examples of things that they never showed us on the show mm-hmm. um you know and and we get to the end and we find out that like rebecca hooked him up with like an art class like mm-hmm. an art therapy class and i was like oh my gosh rebecca's so much more amazing than we even knew mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was- and 
I at least felt like slightly vindicated, even though I didn't love the photo. I love Bodie's drawing of Rebecca. Yes. Oh my gosh. And when he pulled out that sketch and he put it up there, mm-hmm. like I was full on bawling. Mm-hmm. Like it really got to me. Um, and just the fact that like she's the one who hooked him up with the art therapy class and the result of the art therapy class was like a sketch mm-hmm. of her and just really made me emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm emotional right now thinking about it. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. I gotta say, I I I want to be mad that they killed off a character I love, but I just can't be mad. I know because they're doing it. They're handling it so well. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest thing because normally, even if they handle it well, I'm still a little bitter. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like, for example, I feel like Chicago Fire handled Shay's death pretty well. They gave the characters plenty of time to grieve her. Mm-hmm. Like, other than the fact that it was sudden, I hated that, but they did really well afterward same thing with otis i feel like they did really well afterward with otis too but i was Mm -hmm. still mad (laughs) because of the way the characters died Mm -hmm. the thing about this is the way rebecca died was handled with a little more closure Mm -hmm. than most tv deaths i think that's Mm -hmm. the difference Mm -hmm. and like even otis i was mad about but he did have a moment with joe Mm -hmm. and that kind of it tore my heart out obviously don't don't start talking about it i know i know but it made it i think a little easier to deal with than shay's death yeah you know what i mean i do shay's death to me is like the ultimate betrayal of the show other than hawkins shay and hawkins are like the two that i'm like i'm gonna i'm just i'm i'm so mad and i will never be over it anyway um (laughs) But I think that's the difference, though. I think they gave us a really nice moment of closure with her Mm -hmm. in the episode where she died and in this episode as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can't really I want to be mad about it, but I can't be mad about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, I loved her and I'm going to miss her, but it is what it is. Um, Anyway, so that was a really, really nice memorial service. And okay, this part was weird to me, but. I get why they did it. The the, uh, Knox guy was at the memorial service Mm -hmm. and he sort of like grabs Vince's shoulder and he's like, hey, you got a good kid there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't really care what you think. (laughs) Yeah. I get that it's like full circle. Yeah. You know, that's what they were going for. Um, Plus with the tension between the two of them, the fact that he compliments that he says anything to Vince is like a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I understand but at the same time this character annoyed me so much that I'm like I don't I don't really want to see your face anymore <laughs> yeah it's like I said it's not like he, he was not re- fully redeemed in any way but it's just like no. the littlest bit of respect of like saying like you 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 did good Vince of like you did a good job with Bodie and like like just this smidge like a pinch redeemed like yeah, a pinch true and i will say i do love every time somebody compliments bodie to vince because of the way the show oh. started and vince being so like anti-bodie i'm always uh-huh. like mm-hmm. yeah see this is why you shouldn't have been anti-bodie like ever <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway um <laughs> that's still a little bit of that initial <laughs> anger at Vince coming through I think um valid but this is the part where I kind of recognize the actor though because he's doesn't he's not covered in ash you know but he had white hair so I was still like I is it is it I I still didn't believe it till I saw yeah it It wasn't until the next day yeah it wasn't until after like when I was looking at Twitter I was like oh Uh (laughs) uh-huh it's that Uh guy um yeah but it 
yeah this was where like i saw his face though and i was like do i know him yeah until then he was covered in ash which by the way i have a bone to pick with this show just a general question with the amount of ash that was on their faces and floating in the air why were there goggles on their helmets and not on their face i understand it's probably a camera thing like we need to see their faces but like could they at least have like done like the ash like in a ring so that it looked like at some point they did have their goggles on yeah once again (laughs) i wanted to be like your goggles are here they need to be on your eyes (laughs) because i imagine smoke and ash like in your eyeballs probably feels really not good yeah no bad real bad right and like they weren't even at least they their eyes needed to be bloodshot if they weren't gonna wear Mm -hmm. the goggles (laughs) i was just like stress me out i'm like where are the goggles the goggles are on your helmets put them on your face (laughs) like my only other worry is like and once again i'm trying don't need to talk about chicago fire too much but like i just want to make sure like at some point there is discussion of like proper cleaning techniques because that was a lot of like black ash and like that's carcinogenic material people (laughs) i think it's because Chicago Fire does get into that stuff that we know about it. I, know. I think if you're a normal television audience that yeah didn't doesn't watch the shows that go into it, you're not going to know that yeah. that's a thing they need to worry about. But yeah, from like because Chicago Fire did that whole thing with like carcinogens that you're breathing yeah. in and causing like sickness, and they did like a whole episode on that. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, it is sort of weird watching them. They don't, you don't see SCBAs a whole lot on this show unless they're directly going into a fire. Mm-hmm. But even the little things that they have to pull across their face, we don't, we, but not a lot. Mm-mm. And it's like, what are you doing to keep from breathing in the stuff? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did, the goggles were like a big thing to me. I was like, why are they on your helmets and not on your face? <laughs> anyway that's beside the point of this scene um but yeah so it does have that full circle wrap-up where Knox compliments vince yeah um you you, you definitely got a vibe that obviously clearly we knew that there was tension like did he think like he was gonna punch him or something and it's just like i'm glad it was definitely not what vince thought it was gonna be yeah well also I, i do like too that you know Bodie had more context in his mind for his dad cutting and running by that point mm-hmm. and it's like no he didn't cut and run <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it got to a point where it was either cut line or die and his dad mm-hmm. was like uh I- I'm a go like it's not gonna that's not the way Vince goes out <laughs> um anyway uh so that was like the end of that plot um then Oh, also, during all of this, because this was sort of separate in its own little pocket, Sharon is researching everybody's alibis because the fire cop lady tells Sharon what's going on with the arsonist. Yeah. And so she basically, Sharon kind of forces it out of her because she's like, listen, I can cause all kinds of red tape to keep you from getting the information you need if you don't let me in on this. Mm -hmm. She's like, you'll get it eventually, but I can keep you from it for a long time yeah and so the one thing little thing i want to interject of i was still so surprised like i wanted to because i think we mentioned it earlier like the whole i thought the whole thing with manny was going to be an arc of like i was going to need to go and defend and fight for manny because like that's that's a serious thing of like saying oh we think like you're you need to come in for questioning in relation to the arsonist i thought oh so that's going to be the plot for the next couple episodes is oh manny's going to need to defend himself and they're like 
no, we cleared Manny. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, and Wait, too, what? I thought too, like the, they were going to, I mean, we thought this a long time ago when we saw that sizzle reel after the AFC championship, we were all like, oh, they're going to assume that he is creating the fire so he can get overtime to pay for his debts because uh-huh. of the gambling. And that didn't come up at all. No. <laughs> and also what well, I thought Bodie spinning out was going to be a longer plot, but they just wrapped it up with that memorial scene. And I was like, oh, I mean, I'm relieved, but mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they did the same thing here where they're like, Manny is cleared. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, then who is the suspect? <laughs> And so basically they just, she just tells Sharon, she's like 42 reply. I mean, responded to all of these fires first. Mm-hmm. And then whoever it is uses the same, um, what did she call them? They were like drip. Drip rags. Drip something. torch. Drip, drip torch. torch. Yeah. That we use, which basically that was the thing we saw in that episode. Oh, and I think I have, okay. I This, this whole thing gave me an epiphany. Anyway, use the same sort of drip torch. And then she says that the fire with the building materials, mm-hmm. they thought it was an accident, but it turns out there was an accelerant underneath where the car was parked. Yeah. Cause that's where we thought it was just the idiot land, the, the land yeah. developer guy being like, yeah. oh, I just left my car running. And obviously leaving a car running with it on dry leaves, on dry leaves starts a fire. And then we get her like, oh no it no that was there was an accelerant and you know what else it tells me so you know we've had this question we saw like the clip of the arsonist putting accelerant into woods but we never heard anything about a fire from that Mm -hmm. i've put that together that was the accelerant that the car was parked on top of Mm -hmm. that's what that was Mm -hmm. so whoever the arsonist was went in there in advance put the accelerant down not knowing that there might be a car parked there but Mm -hmm. just knowing that it was an area where something could start Mm-hmm. and then that's where the guy parks his car so that scene where we see the arsonist shoes that's what that was because mm-hmm. i kept thinking this whole time when are we going to hear about this fire mm-hmm. you know from this clip where we saw the shoes that was it um so i just put that together like oh that makes sense now so anyway so that was not an accident like they thought it was Mm-mm. and then um so yeah so basically they've decided that it's arson and sharon points out like wait a minute we didn't respond to the drake county thing first that's like two hours away mm-hmm. and all of my people were here and i forget her name but the fire cop lady was like uh were they how do you know do you tuck them in at night yeah and sharon's like mm, begrudgingly like okay good point um and she says listen Give me some time and I will provide you with alibis for all of my people. Mm-hmm. And obviously she, this, the internal investigations person is very skeptical of this. She's like, I hope you do. Uh, but I really, I doubt it. <laughs> um, but she's like, okay, I'll give you time. If you can give me alibis, then I will drop my request for information on your people mm-hmm. and we'll be done with it. Um, so yeah so that's part of this so then sharon goes researching everybody's time cards and like where they were because the ia lady gives her the date and time the fire in Drake county started mm-hmm. and we see her going through people's records and they sort of mislead misled us here because when she's looking at the screen when they zoom in it says o'reilly mm-hmm. and then when they zoom out she's like oh what were you doing there well and i think i saw a screenshot and it was o'reilly vince uh-huh. and eve and it was yeah. just like 
Yeah, so they sort of deliberately uh-huh. misled us there. And because uh-huh. I remember seeing O'Reilly on the screen and then her saying, oh, what were you doing? Because I texted someone and was like, Ooh, Colin's in trouble. And <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously Sharon found something, but we don't know what yet. Uh-uh. So then they also show her at the memorial service and the cop lady is there. And they sort of touch base about the alibis thing. And Sharon just tells her, I'm working on it. And it's like, oh, God, what has she found out? This is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after that, we go to Smokey's. And everybody's, there's like also, I guess this is sort of like a wake after the memorial service. Like happening yeah. at Smokey's. Because there's a picture, the picture of Rebecca is there too. Yeah. And um, everybody's just kind of hanging out at the bar. And we see Jake... And Colin. So this is like the resolution for their tension. Mm-hmm. Jake is now showing Colin respect because Colin did, uh, I hate using this term, man up. I use that with finger quotes mm-hmm. um, during the fire. So, you know, they're kind of bonding. And Jake starts, this is the part that was like, I was shook. I like shooketh. Um, not just what the story leads to, but the story itself. Just mm-hmm. like, what? Um, so they start sort of like sharing secrets and they talk about how they're all one mistake away from being in jail. Um, and Colin's like, yeah, one big mistake. And then he says, what was your big mistake? And I wanted to be like, Jake, shut up. Jake, mm-hmm. Jake, stop talking. Mm-hmm. Stop talking, Jake. Jake, mm-hmm. don't talk. Jake, mm-hmm. shh, shh, mm-hmm. Cause I'm sorry. When has, when's that a conversation you just have with somebody? It's not. It's 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 not normal. That's not normal. Like Colin this whole time, he's just been like digging for information on people. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's way more devious than any of us have given him credit for. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from this scene. Um, so Jake starts talking about how he set his bedroom on fire when he was a kid. Yeah. And Like, I'm thinking it was an accident. When he starts telling the story, like, I'm thinking, you know, he was playing with fire. Because all kids, at some point, you play with fire, right? And then things get out of control, and it's like, shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But So that's what I was thinking. Like, there was a candle or, like, something in his room that just, like, got out of control. I remember one time when I was a kid, I was like, I set tissues on fire and then put them in the trash can. And at one point, one of the fires didn't, like, all the tissues didn't go out. I was using a candle. Like, I would put it on top of the candle and throw it away. <laughs> and there was smoke in the bathroom and the smoke detectors went off. Oh. And I sort of, like, put water on it and then ran away. <laughs> so I've been there. Where you like, it's just, you don't know what fire does mm-hmm. when you're a kid. So you just, yeah. like, it gets out of yeah. control. So that's what I expected, was something like that. But then he talks about, like, watching the flames and, like... He relates it to his dad, like feeling like if the fire got big enough, then his dad would come. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is not, this is, this is not normal. This is very scary. Mm-hmm. Like the music underneath him telling the story, the way the camera zoomed in on him yeah. and like and Colin's like, face. I'm like, yeah, it's just like, Jake, shut up, Jake. Just and I was like, stop talking. Why are you telling Colin this story? Stop, mm-hmm. stop talking. But also, it revealed so much about Jake. Mm -hmm. So, like, now I understand. And basically, the story is that Jake set his bedroom on fire. And in his mind, I guess, 
there are a lot of kids that go through this phase where they want attention and they do anything for attention. And this seemed mm-hmm. like one of those moments for him where he set his bedroom on fire. In his kid mind, it was like, if this is a big fire, my dad will come home. He'll come see me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. It was not correct, but you're a kid. That's what mm-hmm. happens. Vince showed up to put out the fire. Um, And so that's where this relationship with Vince and firefighting started Mm -hmm. so now so many things click into place for me for him number one his relationship with his dad seems like his dad was an absentee father right Mm -hmm. number two the reason he wants to be a leone because vince showed up vince was there for him he set this Mm -hmm. fire to bring his dad home and who comes instead of his dad vince right Mm -hmm. just like everything in that moment clicks into place because it became clear in that moment that vince is the dad that jake wished he could have just the way that story unfolds mm-hmm. right there tells you so much about Jake and it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's very, that's not where I thought he was going to go at all. Me neither. Me neither. But it makes so much sense. Like it fits perfectly in with who we know Jake is the reason he so badly wants to be a, a Leone. Mm-hmm. Everything. It just, he cl- everything about him clicks now. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm. so many questions that i had and that one story answers like 80 percent of them <sighs> anyway but also i wish that story wasn't in front of colin <laughs> like, why are people telling colin their secrets it's one thing if it's like a really like your best friend or you're like a very close person that you can trust completely it that's one thing you don't tell the new proby no, no, especially a story that apparently only Vince and Sharon know. No. Why are you telling this guy this? No. Uh-uh. I was just like, the whole time I'm like horrified, not at the story, but at who he's telling the story no. to. <laughs> like, it's like you Jake. haven't gone through enough with Colin Jake to be telling him your deepest, darkest no. secret. That's, that's like your deepest, darkest secret. You don't tell anybody. Yeah. Well, and that's like last week, Gabriella told him Manny's deepest, darkest secret. Why? Why are people telling him? Does he just have that kind of face? I don't I know. I guess so. Maybe it's the puppy thing. He exudes like excited puppy energy. So people trust it. But he's not a puppy. He's a wolf. He's a wolf that looks like a puppy. I know. I mean, chicken nuggets, like little nuggets are supposed to be nice. Like everybody can trust a chicken nugget. Well, apparently not so much. Mm -mm. Eve called him an honest nugget. She was wrong. He is not an honest nugget. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Oh my gosh. And I just know that this is where this is going. Like, well, his face while Jake was telling the story was like way too excited to be hearing it. Well, because it was like a little bit of surprise. And it's like, yeah, it's too perfect. It's, It's such a perfect circumstance of Jake telling me all these things. And, you know, it's just opportunity lays itself at his fingertips and then and then on top of that then we see sharon and manny at the bar because manny obviously knows about the investigation since he was cleared Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so sharon's like i have to talk to someone and it can't be vince yeah and so she talks to manny about it of which and manny enjoyed that little intro moment like between manny and sharon and it's just like i just want to see more from them because i enjoy their interactions yeah they have a good friendship it's nice um but she tells him that they think it was somebody at 42 and Manny laughs mm-hmm. and Sharon's like, um, <clears throat> it's I not so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's like, I couldn't find alibis for everybody. And mm-hmm. he's like, what? 
she's yeah. like so there's the thing about jake that only vince and i know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she reveals that jake is the only one who doesn't have an alibi because he was somehow she somehow knows that he was in drake county during the yeah. fires which how would you did he post on facebook or instagram or something like how how would you You know i i want maybe that it was supposed to be like a training exercise maybe there was like trainings i will find hopefully we'll find out i don't know but she has some evidence that jake was in drake county and and Uh he has no alibi and so she's thinks that jake did it she explains the profile she's like hero complex and Mm -hmm. um you know all, all the stuff and he fits the profile and that's she that's her theory and i'm like no there's no way there's Mm-mm. like how okay Mm-mm. first of all how far have we come with jake where we went from i want to punch that guy in the face well to just even like circling fuck, the wagons fuck boy to arsonist i right. it's not the pipeline i thought we were gonna start out with no. at all and i don't buy it for a second i, I don't either but that's what no the show way. is trying to get know, us to I believe know. and i'm like we go from this kind of like like I said, fuck boy, basically from his teenage years to an arsonist. I'm like, mm. no, 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 no. I do not buy it. I do not accept. That is not how this no, is going to go no, down. Because... We are not Zach Addying this. No, no, no. You don't give me Jake and Kara and I just like actually enjoy it. And don't... no, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no, 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 Mm-mm. no. I like the minute this scene finished and like they're both so silent because they're thinking about how serious this accusation is yeah and the episode ended there I was like hold up number one no Mm -hmm. number two I am so convinced now that Colin is way more devious than any of us ever thought because I think he's framing Jake that's that's my hope I think yeah and somebody else brought this up to somebody. I think it was in like the meet us at Molly's group chat that I'm a part of. They discussed the episodes mm-hmm. like, and somebody said that if Vince responded to the fire in Jake's bedroom, he wouldn't have responded alone. He would have had other firefighters with him. So what if Colin's dad, the famous firefighter mm-hmm. was also there and knew about it? told Colin and Colin already knew that Jake set his bedroom on fire and that he would be the most likely scapegoat. Yeah. I mean, the way I, I don't know if that's how it's going yeah, to go down, I mean, but like, I mean, the way I thought about that scene is, I mean, we still have no idea if like other firefighters responded. The way I kind of thought it was maybe like Lily called Vince and Sharon and they came like they came over and Vince took care of the fire. That's just that's I don't just no though. I don't would know. he have walked into the fire with like without his gear? I, I, we'll have to find out. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I I feel like it would have been an official call, like him responding mm-hmm. officially in an official capacity. I don't know. I mean, we'll find out more, but I just feel like I feel yeah. like he and that sounded to me also like the start of their relationship like I don't yeah. think I think that was the beginning I don't think Lily would have called them directly at that point because yeah. it sounds like Jake and Vince had had never really like met me yeah I don't I, th- I think we'll still need to see how it plays out because I, no I mean I I think so too but I'm just saying that was like put out there yeah. and I started thinking about it I was like that's yeah interesting yeah I mean because yeah I think this is a setup. I think that somebody has made it look like Jake was the one to be there. 
Oh yeah. No. And at least from my point of view, where my mind kind of goes with it is, you know, Colin's trying to live up to his father's mantle a little bit. And, you know, it's, we still don't necessarily know a lot. And it's just, I think he's really lucked out with a lot of what's occurred thus far. And it's just, it's like, you know, it's one of those, like I said, I think he's trying to live up to his mantle and, you know, to, to save people, you got to start the fire like when those hero complexes well, so. right think about what he said to jake in that mm-hmm. little scene mm-hmm. you know he was like i know what that's like to have a hero dad and you feel like you have to live up to it uh-huh. like he jake is not the only one with a hero complex here okay no. so he's no. not the only one that fits this profile no. i mean come on also thinking back on the episodes the look on colin's face when he brought like the fire extinguishers to them at that same place and the molotov cocktail that apparently no one amongst the protesters threw Mm -hmm. but that jake witnessed Mm -hmm. jake didn't throw the molotov cocktail Mm -hmm. the protesters didn't throw the molotov cocktail Mm -hmm. so who threw the molotov cocktail Mm -hmm. the only guy that was off screen was colin yeah i'm just saying I don't know. I firmly am still in the Colin is the arsonist camp now more than ever. Yeah. Uh, I did not expect Colin, though, to be smart enough to know he needed somebody to take the blame. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he that's where we're going with this. No. Because I feel like you're right. I mean, he's trying to live up to his dad. He's trying to start fire so he can save more people. Mm-hmm. I mean... That seems pretty obvious to me. Yeah. Also, I do think there's an element of like, like with the protesters and inmates, I feel like there is a resentment there because when he first appeared and he was asking all the questions about inmates, he sounded resentful in tone. And then the same thing with the protesters. He's always talking like, why are we here? Why are we trying yeah. to save these people? These yeah. people are not worth saving. Yeah, he like- has that element to him as well. Because we we don't know how like the circumstances of his father's death. So mm-hmm. does he blame a certain right. population for his father right. dying? And because mm-hmm. he was he didn't seem to like the protesters. He doesn't seem to like the inmates. Um. So I have a feeling there's something to do with that. And I think he wanted the protesters to be blamed for the Molotov cocktail. Mm-hmm. I think that there's one, something... that was something he didn't want to have to cover up for and have to think about mm-hmm so i definitely think colin has is a little more devious than i initially gave him credit for and i feel like well because if we're right when it comes out it's gonna be like yeah. some crazy scene where he's like totally unhinged yeah well because i feel like the way he handled that confession from jake was just like it was a like it was a look of like oh and it's like I I still don't know if it was like the reaction like if, if it was anybody else being told that it'd be like no you gotta like shush like no that's what I was saying he yeah. had there was glee about him that's what, as yeah. he was hearing this yeah. story uh huh like he was happy to hear this story uh-huh. uh yeah it wasn't surprise I didn't take it as surprise I yeah. took it as him being like oh do mm-hmm. tell tell mm-hmm. me more let me hear the rest of it. especially because mm-hmm. he was the one like how did it mm-hmm. end up. Like, what happened? He was prodding him for more information. Not to mention he was mm-hmm. Googling him before they even had this conversation. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he's, Colin is poking too many people for info. Because he initially started out on the mm-hmm. Manny route, right? Like, he kept asking, 
um gabby questions about her dad and then he started asking questions about Bodie. then he started he's like trying to get all the information he can on these people and i think looking back on it and i could be wrong i think he was trying to figure out who the most likely scapegoat would be yeah i think he's trying to figure out who to blame it on yeah that's what i think and i think he decided on jake mm-hmm. um but we'll see. We'll see if I'm right. But I'm pretty sure he's going to end up being Fire Country's Kevin Hadley. Yeah. Not to keep referencing Chicago Fire, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think that's what we're walking into. The question is, are they going to resolve it mm-hmm. next episode? Or is this going to like drag out to the end of the season? I have noticed that um zach has not been in vancouver the last couple of weeks mm. and then on one of the instagram posts i think it was stephanie on her birthday she like he posted a birthday post for her she put it in her story and she put see you soon mm. so if they're getting ready to film i think they're filming 19 maybe 20 so if they're getting ready to film the last like two or three and he's showing back up mm-hmm I'm very curious to see what happens next episode, what happens later in the season, how does this play out? Mm-hmm. But I am now more convinced than ever that it is Colin. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was waffling before this episode because I was like, maybe he's a red herring and it's really somebody else. But yeah. no, now, now oh, I yeah. think Jake is the red herring and it's really Colin. Because there's no way they're just going to give us the arsonist and it be like, it's oh it's not gonna be that easy no 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 no. they can't just be like (laughs) well i think also too maybe they saw the chatter online where like everybody was like oh it's colin because everybody was immediately Mm. like it's colin (laughs) so maybe they saw that and they were like no we got to throw them off somehow (laughs) yeah and then they decided let's write jake as the arsonist (laughs) okay sure yeah because that's always how it makes perfect sense of you saying who arson who the arsonist is in quotation marks and it's always that person said no one ever never a red herring ever in anything i did okay did you ever watch the show um young scooby-doo i feel like i did i just like pup, it was a pup named scooby-doo yes is I what it was yes, I yeah yes, I so you know they had a character on there named red herring which i mm-hmm. thought was as a kid was always like the funniest bit because they would always accuse red herring first mm-hmm. of the crime and then they'd accuse the actual person Mm-hmm. I think it was like one character in particular that was always like, no, it was red herring. Mm-hmm. I think about that every time I use that phrase now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what I think this is. I think Jake is the red herring. And yeah, I think it's Colin for sure at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, just the look on his face as Jake was telling that story was just too eager. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I will say it was a surprise that they went there a surprise that to me that colin would be just that like i said devious that's the only word i can think of Mm -hmm. i you know or that uh calculated because in my mind it's a very it was a for some reason with colin i always pictured it as like an impulsive thing Mm -hmm. you know to where like he wasn't really thinking everything through he was just doing it because yeah in- he thought it was gonna you know there was no like yeah thinking about how he was gonna get out of it it was all just i gotta do it i gotta do it i gotta yeah. do it 
And now I'm reevaluating that. Yeah, it's hard. I still want to know a little bit more because I still get the sense that that he's lucked out in some ways. Like I still, there's, I think, devious parts to it, but I think he's also just lucked out in some instances with getting some. I mean, it could be that in the beginning he lucked out and then he realized after a while, like, Mm -hmm. this is going to come back to get me. Maybe he's like adapted, you know, evolved. They talk about in Criminal Minds, the criminals evolve maybe that's that's colin maybe he's mm-hmm. evolved mm-hmm. um i don't know i th- it'll be interesting to learn like where was he before he became a probie like what's his story before he suddenly showed up at 42 is mm-hmm. there something there that's going to tip them off like mm-hmm. are they going to find anything next week since they're investigating it was jake like how is this going to go down mm-hmm. i'm very curious Still i'm also scared questions. yeah because like that conversation that uh colin and jake had about one mistake away from going to jail i am are they like my worst nightmare my worst nightmare scenario with this is that jake goes down for it even though he didn't do it and Mm -hmm. he ends up in prison and then he's gonna be at three rock yeah i am but i feel like if somebody's accused of arson they they wouldn't let them baby i don't know yeah this is what i'm saying like i'm just like yeah I'm it's, very scared. <laughs> it's just, I want to know more because Colin didn't answer the question, though, right? He asked Jake the question. So I want to know what Colin's answer mm, would what be. What his big mistake is. That's a that's a very leading question. Yeah. Well, and, and the way it came up was just so weird. Like, because Jake was, you know, because I guess because of Bodie, Jake is like, you know, we're all one mistake away from being there yeah. ourselves. And then colin was like or several mistakes like mm. what <laughs> Sir, how what many you doing? what can you explain please mm-hmm. <laughs> how many mistakes do you have mm-hmm. and what are they yeah mm-hmm. i'm Questions. yeah and there's one picture that they released for next episode that has me super curious as to the circumstances they're on the scene of a fire and in the picture, I think, is Gabriella, Vince, and Colin. But Colin is in casual clothes with his gear bag in one hand and a radio in the other. Hmm. So where was he when they got the call? And why is he there in casual clothes? Why wasn't he at the firehouse? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm uh, curious. Mm-hmm. Anyway that's basically the end of the episode though did we Mm -hmm. miss anything i feel like we didn't think think we got it yeah i just a part of me also wonders will we see Knox again at some point because it's still i mean i think with any of the guest stars on this show they could come back at any time i mean i really feel that way i think Mm -hmm. it just depends on can they get up to vancouver yeah Yeah. (laughs) because that's where the show films um okay so we do have some listener emails so let me get those pulled up we have two one from heather and one from helen um let's see helen says uh this was another amazing episode good from start to finish with a mind-blowing plot twist at the end uh let's start with Bodie. uh baby broke my heart this week he was acting like he was acting the way i'm sure he acted when riley died full of self-blame and self-destruction yeah that's very true yes Mm -hmm. i would agree with that um the shamrock superintendent oh that was his title 
<laughs> okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. I did not remember. Um, did not help. Dude was so infuriating. First of all, what kind of leader puts their man, their men in danger willingly because it's better to die a hero than run a coward? This guy, apparently, Helen, I'm just, yeah, he annoyed me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and all those one-liners. Okay, jackass, we get it. You think you're God's gift to firefighting. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> i just wanted to tune him out so bad Mm -hmm. oh my gosh um (laughs) um, i'm 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 about to laugh again (laughs) this next sentence is Mm -hmm. bodie taking captain organism side over manny's was just i'm sorry captain organism (laughs) oh it's great um, I'm glad that in the end, Manny's words stuck and he was able to convince Knox to retreat because really, I don't need to see anyone burn alive. Speaking of, I loved everything that Manny didn't order Bodie to retreat, but simply reminded him about how he was, he has so much to lose now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a difference from the Bodie we met in the pilot who had nobody but him in the world. Oh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I liked the last name Donovan better, but Bodie Leone has so mm-hmm. much more full of a life. That made no sense. Mm-hmm. So much fuller of a life. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now he has not just his parents, but also his friends and his Three Rock family, not to mention Gabriella. My heart just about melted when Manny said it. I know we did get Manny saying like, you have Gabriella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, Mm-hmm. Manny ships it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, my heart. Oh wait, yep. We should get him and Freddie Bodie Yellers Bodie Yellow Shippers Club shirts. <laughs> that would be cute. Uh, at the end of the day, Bodie made the right decision and once more showed us the leading potential he had by talking Knox to reason. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she says I'm going to glaze over the whole prison plot because honestly it wasn't the most inter- interesting part of the episode Gabriella's interactions with the little girl were really cute and heartwarming though I really enjoyed that I also loved all the interactions between Vince and Eve especially how he advised uh, her to get counseling I really hope we see Eve taking his advice yeah we forgot that part <laughs> yeah that's the only part we missed but I mean it's not like it was a leading plot point but I did enjoy it because I did mm-hmm. love that you know it's mental health is a good discussion to have yeah. and that it's not something that should blackball you and it's good that it doesn't blackball you anymore yeah and i loved i loved his take on it too he was like mm-hmm. when i was coming up it was a totally different thing mm-hmm. um you know now you have resources that you can actually use so mm-hmm. use them yeah um, and i liked that. yeah because my coping skills back in the day weren't good and it, it's a good thing that no but i loved I, it, what he said felt like a tagline what was it, it was like um beer family fire repeat is what it was which Mm -hmm. that felt like a tagline for the show Uh (laughs) beer Uh family fire repeat Uh that feels like every week on fire country (laughs) correct (laughs) um that should just be they should just put that on all the marketing materials from here on out beer (laughs) fire family repeat um or maybe that's kane brown's next song i don't know (laughs) If, if we can have one that's like sunrise sunburn sunset repeat why can't we have you know i mean um let's see and that wasn't by the way i know that that was not a king brown song i just it Uh anyway (laughs) i just want to clarify that uh let's see 
I really hope we see Eve taking his advice and not just trying to deal with it all on her own. Me too. Um, the, the whole arsonist plot, however, kept me hooked through the whole episode. First of all, I'm really glad Manny was cleared fast. The guy has been through enough chaos so far this year. Let's give him time to recover. Very true. He's been through a lot. So it's nice that he gets a little break. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Jake, I don't buy it. I don't see him as an arsonist. Yes, he can be an ass, but he is our ass. I don't see him pulling a Zach Addy, nor do I want them to. My guess is still that creepy Colin is behind it all. <laughs> she said, side note, who the fuck says things like bro up? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jake, <laughs> very, man. It's very suspicious, like, fraternity behavior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which, you know, it's it's fine. It's whatever. Um, it's not a coincidence that the storyline advances every time he is a part of the episode. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's not a coincidence that we get a little arsonist every time we see Colin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, him cozying up to Jake is purposeful. He was either trying to get dirt on him, which he did. Why are they all airing their dirty laundry to him? I don't same know. Question. We have the same question. Um, or I think he could have potentially already known about it or known some of it and was trying to get Jake to go into more detail. Mm-hmm. I lean toward the latter, Helen, personally. Um, Let's see. He definitely steered the conversation there. What was your big one? Yeah, he did. He did kind of steer the conversation toward that story. Uh, I think he's a little more manipulative than we assumed. Um, Here's my thought. When Jake lit the fire in his room, I'm sure it wasn't just Vince that, oh, see, here it is. It was, maybe it was Helen who said this to me. Somebody said this around me and I feel like I'm going to give her credit for that because she's putting it in her email here. Um, Here's my thought. When Jake lit the fire in his room, I'm sure it wasn't just Vince that came. It must have been a fire crew, right? Well, what if O'Reilly Sr. was a part of the crew? Maybe young Colin heard him talk about it, and if he knew about it or some of it, it would have been easy to turn Jake into a scapegoat for the arsons. Yeah, I'm going to give her credit for that. I think she's the one who said that to me. <laughs> um, I I could see it. I, yeah. I could see it happening. I'm not saying it will happen, but mm-hmm. it's not impossible. Mm-hmm um and if he didn't now he can definitely lean on it um even narc to the investigator and get jake in big trouble you know what that's true i also thought and i said this last episode that Mm -hmm. i thought it was interesting that manny got a call after gabriella told him told colin about the gambling yeah Yeah. but now it turns out manny got that call because of the fire he set earlier in the season yeah you know, I just, if anything, I still hope at some point when it's revealed who is the arsonist, I hope we get some, like, flashback scenes of some sort, maybe a little bit. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I wanna, it's more satisfying yeah. when you see, like, what was happening that if you kind of guessed it right, if it that's how it actually yeah. went down. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I like that too. That's why Leverage did that all the time. Uh-huh. Like, they would do the mission and you would, like, mm-hmm. see how you thought it went and then they would do flashbacks to show you what really happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that um let's see my question is what is his end game is he after all of 42 or someone in particular yeah i think it may just be general chaos yeah i mean i definitely feel like there's something more to the story involving his dad mm-hmm. like i think there's i think he blames a certain group of people mm-hmm. and i don't know why but that's just the feeling i get We'll see, though. I don't know. 
if it is Colin. We're all assuming that it's Colin, but <laughs> there's a chance that it's not. Very small one, but a chance. Uh, either way, I'm excited to see where the rest of the season leads. I fully expect to sweat over a massive cliffhanger all summer, especially after the one they left us with before Christmas. Um, if that was a mid-season cl- cliffhanger, what do they have in store now? Excellent I don't want to think about it. <laughs> um, let's see. And then Heather. Heather sent us a very long one, but I love Heather's emails because she's always goes to like a different level than me. She's like she supersedes any level of analysis that mm-hmm. we do. <laughs> so let's see what she has to say. Um, we had an interesting break from the Jake and Bodie show and got a bit of Bodie and Eve parallel instead. And I loved it. She's right. She's, you know, normally she points out that Jake and Bodie parallel each other, but she is right. This week it was very much Bodie and Eve because they were the ones who were the most involved in what happened to Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. She says, while Manny seems to have been able to come to terms with Rebecca's death, it was clear even before the fire that Bodhi hadn't. Similarly, Eve also feels overwhelmed with guilt. Each are put in the position of trusting their leader. Bodhi clearly wants to lay some of the blame on Manny and Vince. uh, On Manny, and Vince has to be the bad guy and push Eve to stay. It's also very clear throughout the episode that both Manny and Vince are trying to push them to deal with their guilt in a healthier way than um than they want to and i like that we see that because we also get the opposite in the shamrock hotshots leader that's true if manny and Knox are very much foils of each other mm-hmm. like total opposites in every way and you do get to see who bodhi could be with a different leader mm-hmm. which i think is an interesting angle mm-hmm um let's see (laughs) she says the guy was so over the top that it was almost comical i agree with that it was very it was a lot um i can see why Bodie would eat it up though given his doubts in manny's ability to lead and because the guy was basically spoon feeding him the save 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 rhetoric that Bodie has only recently stopped preaching to himself the -hmm. fact that the lesson turns into one of pride was a nice spin since we have already seen Bodie learn the lesson of trying to save everyone a few times now yeah i do that's an interesting point again see she's on a whole other level than we are Mm -hmm the pride angle where it became a matter of like letting him like taking pride in saving people versus actually doing good mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the element of it bolstering your ego a little bit as opposed yeah. to genuinely being there to serve that's interesting mm-hmm. um she says just to geek out a little over the prometheus reference reference made by the hotshots leader Prometheus was the Titan god of fire. There are others, such as Hephaestus from the Greek pantheon or his Roman counterpart Vulcan. Short version of the myth, Prometheus did not fight against the Olympians in their war against the Titans and did some other stuff to help Zeus. In some myths, Zeus told him to create humans, which he did. Some other stuff went down with Zeus and it led to Prometheus stealing fire and giving it to the humans so they could survive. As punishment, Zeus had Prometheus strapped to a rock on a mountain and an eagle would eat Prometheus's liver every day while it regenerated overnight to be eaten again the next day. God, nobody did punishment like the Greek gods. That's Mm -mm. just up. 
um basically eternal suffering uh zeus is an asshole so he punished the humans too with pandora's box unleashing untold suffering and misery anyway prometheus became something of a poster child for those who go too far in pursuit of progress similar perhaps Mm -hmm. to the icarus myth and that is why mary sherry mary shelley called her book frankenstein a modern prometheus it's a tale of hubris Ooh, hubris and Knox totally go together mm-hmm. that's i'm telling you see this is why heather's emails are like it's like a mm-hmm. college psychology lecture or something Jeez, this is yes all of that is very true and interesting to know about prometheus that's really cool um like i sort of knew prometheus myth but it i because i love greek mythology but i didn't put it together with like hubris that's mm-hmm. really um so back to fire country the fact that the hotshots leader's pride is what nearly gets everyone killed until Bodhi reasons with him is what makes that tiny reference about prometheus so awesome if they had continued to follow the hotshots leader his hubris would have led to both the wildfire crew and possibly the prison's doom just like how both prometheus and humanity were both doomed by zeus in the end she says i love little details like that i mean that's really cool I, I do like the little detail that the writers threw in about that. Um, you know, the pro tattoo could have meant so many things. Mm-hmm. The fact that they were like, it's Prometheus. It's really interesting. Um, let's see. It also shows Bodhi that he can't let his pride get in the way. He can't save everyone and he can't control everything. Maybe this time the lesson will stick. I hope so. Because like I said earlier, it is getting just a smidge tired. Yeah um eve's story this week concerned me while i felt like bodhi's ending on ended on a high note with rebecca's eulogy eve's went lower i loved love love the fact that vince made a times they are changing speech to her and told her to get help that he wasn't able to in the past Uh um it has been a pretty big effort with the first responder and military communities within the past few years to focus on mental health without being punished for admitting help is needed and i like that we are seeing it incorporated into tv shows now yeah i agree with that i really did like that conversation where he was basically like Uh you know my generation didn't seek help and and that's not the way things need to be done um i did like that let's see um however her downing the beer after he walks away has me a bit worried bodhi had the pride of thinking he could save everyone even if it meant sacrificing himself but it is also pride for eve to think she is meant to help others without needing it herself i know if they write her struggle with that concept it will be well done but i also want to protect eve at all costs and hope she just takes vince's advice and goes to therapy Mm -hmm. i you know what i didn't even think about that her downing the beer after he walked away i didn't that did not even like raise a flag on my radar at all but it could come back yeah we'll have to see i don't know like i said this show doesn't make a big deal out of plots i think that should be a big deal and then they make a big deal out of others that i Mm -hmm. don't think anything about so who knows um she says and then there's jake (laughs) she said all the praise to the writers because they have taken us from hating Jake to loving him. And then they stick him in a situation where we don't want to believe he can be the bad guy anymore. <laughs> so true. I've been thinking about this since the episode aired. Like, we hated Jake. I know. And now we're like, there's no way he's a bad guy. There's no way. Uh-huh. That's an extreme difference from, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. 
Um, I liked how much background we got for him in this episode. Overall, it wasn't much, but it also gave a lot we can make assumptions from. Uh, Creepy Colin bringing up his uh, that his dad died and later him saying that his dad was gone and he was in the fifth grade makes me think his dad was likely deployed after 9-11. Oh, I didn't put that together, but that's probably accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Jake would have been probably eight or nine when it happened. And from what I remember, many service members were deployed with little notice and were gone a long time and served multiple tours. Yeah, that's true. It was like, I remember even in middle school, I remember immediately after it happened, it was like troops were mobilized very quickly. Um, Because I live near Fort Bragg and I remember that being a huge, huge deal. Um, let's see. So more than likely Jake's dad was home a lot and then suddenly gone most of the time between third and fifth grade for him. He said he started the fire to get his dad to come home and Vince showed up instead. And that might also be why he has such a bond with Vince as his father figure. Again, these are just kind of assumptions, but it sounds like the Leones helped cover for him, and that might be why he is also attached. I find it interesting that Sharon has looped Manny in and can't wait to see what comes of that. Uh, yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, and she says, now, why Jake told Creepy Colin, I have no clue. Like I said last week, the guy has oily snake energy, and that hasn't changed. I did find it interesting that Colin makes an emphasis on Jake living up to his father and it being hard because we still don't know how Colin's father died or what legacy he is trying to live up to. I still 100% mm-hmm. believe that Colin is the arsonist, but I am interested to see how it will play out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is all entirely accurate. There were some things in this episode that with Colin felt pointed, like in the writing. Yeah. Um, we'll see where it goes um gabs and the little girl this episode was sweet and i hope that it was something of foreshadowing for a future episode and we get to see her and manny talk more about his time in prison i think it could also lend itself to a storyline where she and jake both struggle with not having their father around when they were them as kids when they wanted them as kids oh that is true i didn't think about that but that would be really sweet because i think it would be nice too because now that you know, it just uh, clearly they didn't work out. <laughs> um, I would I would like to still see like them move on to that next phase of like clearly they work together, like at least you know some semblance of a friendship maybe. Yeah, and maybe, maybe this arsonist plot will push that friendship forward for them. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really, I'm really honestly, this plot is very intriguing to me, and it has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. She said, that's the end of my weekly novel. I tried to keep it shorter and failed. (laughs) She said, just as a last thought, I loved Freddie's talk with Bodhi at the beginning of the episode. It's what I wanted at the end of last week's. And I'm glad we got a moment of the both of them talking about Rebecca. Uh Yeah, I I do. I I do think it was good that we had that moment for sure. Um, Because I kind of agree with Heather. I think last week I would have preferred if that scene was Bodie and Freddie instead of Bodie and Gabriella. Like, I get why it was Gabriella. Mm -hmm. But I do like they made up for it this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything in those emails. I, like I said, this plot has so many different paths it could take. I am very curious to see mm-hmm. where the show is going to go with it i can speculate and tell you what i think mm-hmm. all day long but mm-hmm. i'm just really looking forward to seeing what they do with it i cannot yeah. wait <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. terrified of it but at the same time i'm excited yeah 
Yeah. My hope is, I mean, we've already gotten a death, so hopefully that's out of their system. <laughs> I would hope so, but with TV, we never, you never know. know. You so. never know. Um, yeah. So, what did you think overall, Kim? I mean, still in part, I mean, fantastic episode. It's just, uh, it just makes it always leaves me with wanting more because I just, I just want to watch the next episode. I want to know. I want to know what happens next. Is it what I think it's going to be? Is it not what I think it's going to be? So, I just. Overall, fantastic episode. Yeah, I I agree. I I do think this show, especially this episode, is like one where it, like it ends and you're left hanging there. Like wait 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 wait. Yeah, but like come back. It ends, it ends here. Like no, like, no no. Uh, this is not. I need answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then of course this is an episode where we have to wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like of course um yeah so I did I loved this episode I thought this was one of the stronger ones I think I still think as of right now last episode is probably going to be my so far it's my top episode of the season mm-hmm. I feel like but this one is probably in the number two spot actually yeah. to be honest it's or at hard. least top three it's hard I still that pilot man the pilot is so good yeah you're right the pilot yeah. is really good oh man yeah just that reveal at the end i was i know it was so unexpected (laughs) and when a show can like like we've had this discussion shows can rarely surprise you and i anymore Mm because we just we we understand the formula of tv shows so we get it we know what's gonna most of the time we know what's gonna happen we still watch anyways because we enjoy it so to surprise us i i that's some high praise so yeah it 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 got us for sure well this episode got me too yeah like i i was not expecting the jake twist yeah like they threw that in and i was like oh shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that did that is not where i saw Mm -hmm. this going um yeah so they definitely have the ability to like catch us off guard which Mm -hmm. is crazy um Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think top three right now. And I, mm-hmm. in what order, I don't know. But mm-hmm. last week, this week in the pilot, mm-hmm. for sure, are top three at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how that shapes up the rest of the season. But mm-hmm. it's been strong mm-hmm. <laughs> these last couple of episodes. Um, yeah, I'm I'm so pumped. I, this show I love it more every week it's mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. like just good it's interesting mm-hmm. it's fun um yeah I mean and all the characters are mm-hmm. just great people protect them all except for Colin we don't yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not as attached to him mm-hmm. mostly because like Heather said he's very creepy <laughs> yeah and, you know, we'll see how stuff plays out because may- maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe it's somebody we don't even know. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, maybe. It totally could be. I don't I just get this feeling with Colin, like he's always hanging out somewhere watching them. You know, like yeah. he's like behind every corner yeah. or like hidden behind the shelves, like trying to get all the information. I don't know. It's just yeah. like distrustworthy yeah. vibes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. We'll see, though. I don't know. Maybe they're doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you never know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you never know he could be the red herring and it could mm-hmm. be somebody else I'm, I'm gonna say though if it is jake i'm gonna be so mad 
if, if the unlikely scenario happens where it is actually Jake, I'm going to be pissed. That because... feels like a lot to pull off in season one. And I mean, never. it does. But like, think about how quickly they took us from hating him to loving him. I know. I like, know. what if they did all of that just to pull this bait and switch? Very true. I, we'll find out. <laughs> I would be so mad. Like, in a, in a, this TV show is so good kind of mm-hmm. way. But I would still be very mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That would just be, oh, my, I would hate that so much. But at the same time, I would love it. <laughs> um, Just because it's unexpected. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. So let's do our last call. Uh, mm-hmm. And in this, how we normally do with what's been bringing us joy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kim. What's been bringing you joy lately? I would say Paramount Plus. And I do mm-hmm. want to give them credit because not only you can watch Fire Country whenever you want, I am just still very thankful they because I'm sorry, the previous CBS app was not great. It yeah, was yeah it wasn't. It it's was like good. you still had to pay for like certain episodes of like TV. And I'm like, if, I, if I'm going to a streaming service, just let me if if it's for your network don't make me pay extra like i'm paying for the subscription yeah let me watch so <clears> not only i you can watch fire country whenever you want and catch up if you haven't already but if you're listening to this at this point you should have been watching already but <laughs> i digress <laughs> just um, in case <laughs> what's been nice is i finally checked out that new show true lies because it's, oh. it's a little hard being on wednesdays it's you know it's yeah i still watch some other things on wednesdays wink wink nudge nudge um <laughs> But it's just, you know, that's a really actually fun show because I love Steve Howie. He's fantastic in it. Steve and Howie I, is great. And I yeah. can't remember. I have to look up her name. It's, um, she was also on She-Hulk and I loved her dearly on there. And she's fantastic. Oh, in this she role. was on She-Hulk. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. She's, so she's fantastic. She's fantastic. Yeah. And so her and Steve Howie, fantastic chemistry. Already, so I have to watch more episodes. And the other thing I want to mention is that I have been getting to rewatch CSI New York, which was probably one of my favorite CSIs of the franchise. It and it's one. just been fantastic to rewatch it, relive it, and get to enjoy watching that. I, you know, it's interesting because the old CBS app, like they didn't have every season of their shows, no. which was no. weird. And it was annoying. Um, yeah. Like I remember trying to catch up on Blue Bloods and they didn't have like, they didn't have the three most recent yeah. seasons. And I was like, why? Well, yeah. And it for was like, very weird. Same thing with Criminal Minds, which I get. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, and when you had certain um, uh, shows, like I think some of the CSIs, they, you had to pay for them. Yeah, it was like it was very strange. Well, yeah, Paramount Plus really changed the game for them because it is it up. is a very good app. It still does some glitchy things that I think are a little weird, but that yeah. they can fix that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, offering the content is the most important part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Paramount Plus is yeah, it's much better than the old CBS mm-hmm. app for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a lot of interesting things on there too. Like not just like television content from CBS network. Mm-hmm. It's got movies. Like I think, isn't the new Top Gun on there? Top Gun Maverick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still, yeah. I still want to watch like, that one too, but yeah. I watched it the other night. It's so good. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a big Top Gun person. I, yeah. I liked Top Gun, yeah. but I wasn't like obsessed with it. And this new one, I think I'm not a, okay. I will say this. I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. Mm-hmm that's part of it this new one had such a good cast apart from tom cruise i think that's why i'm like i really loved it uh it was so good so have your thoughts Um, on miles teller changed since our last conversation i don't dislike miles teller i just don't particularly understand the attraction okay 
See what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't dislike him. He's a friend yeah. of Taylor's. So like, yeah. I'm down. I'm down with yeah. some Miles Teller. Yeah. I just don't personally see the, okay. the like, I don't think he's like super hot. Okay. You know, I, I, there are some people who are like, oh, Miles Teller is so hot. And I'm like, yeah, eh, he's okay. I get it. I, he's a good actor, uh-huh. but I don't think he's like beautiful or anything. Uh-huh. That's fair. That's Glenn Powell for me. <laughs> I think That's Glenn Powell fair. is a beautiful man. Fair. Um, I agree with that assessment. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you have Miles Teller and Glenn Powell side by side, I just don't see how you can pick Miles Teller. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's we're never thing. ones to judge, but we have our preferences. Yeah, I mean, if you like him, that's fine for you. But yeah. me personally, if I've got those two side by side, I'm I'm picking Glenn Powell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. So I agree with Paramount Plus. Anything yeah. else you've been digging? I started the Love Island USA season on Peacock. So another streaming service that starts with P. So thank you. So <laughs> yeah. Is it? I know you said last time the U.S. version wasn't that good. Are you? Uh, well, not to be on talk CBS, but it was previously on CBS for oh. a few seasons, and then Peacock took it. And no offense, they did make it better and made it much more like the U.K. version, which is what the problem was missing with the U.S. version previously. So, <laughs> okay, don't want to bad talk CBS. That makes sense. Though. That makes. Well, I do feel like. No, I was going to say something that now that I think about it isn't true. I was going to say NBC has a stronger game with reality television, but that's a lie because CBS has better reality television. Yeah. so Like Survivor is like, if I have to watch reality TV, I don't watch it often. But if I do, I watch Survivor. (laughs) I love Survivor. (laughs) The hard part with Love Island, there's a certain formula that works in the UK because they don't have the US censorship rules mm. in place for broadcast and it they tried airing love island as a broadcast tv show it doesn't work as broadcast it needs to be streaming you need to not have the rules in place well, that you also, do for broadcast also by nature cbs seems to be a more conservative network they don't yeah. go quite as risque as some shows their shows yeah. just don't go well, quite it, that far yeah. nbc though owns mtv yeah. so they yeah. are not afraid of some like risque content yeah it's not even that it's risque but it's just it's it just works better as streaming and they don't have to like censor and be ple- beat people out off because they're swearing or whatever yeah it's just well, that's what i'm saying though cbs yeah. doesn't yeah it tends to be a little more conservative yeah. than nbc which yeah. is not a bad thing no. it's just different content for different networks yeah. that have different you know um, yeah yeah or or different cultures yeah you know it's not like different professional cultures so it's just different yeah Yeah. I mean I it's probably that's probably true like even Survivor I don't know there's some things on Survivor that that I'm like I didn't need to see that but then there's other things on Survivor that they sort of censor that I'm like that don't need to be censored Mm -hmm. I don't know Survivor's kind of strange you know, I, I, if you need a good giggle, I, there's somebody on the first season on Peacock that his name, he goes by the nickname Timmy Swerve, and it's my favorite thing in the entire world. It's, <laughs> it, there's no way to explain it, but it's so good and so entertaining that I just I highly rec- recommend it. Yeah, that's the same reaction I get every time I say his name with between me and my one friend, and it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. What? <laughs> that's okay uh-huh 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 okay. uh-huh 
I don't know what to say apart from that. All right. Yeah. So what brought you joy, Logan? <laughs> um, let's see. I have been reading, and I'm gonna butcher the author's name. I just know it. I've been reading um the dating playbook by Farah. I think her last name is pronounced Rashawn. Oh I can't, I know how to spell it. Don't know how to say uh-huh. it. Um and it's a, the second book in the series. I read the first book in the series and the first book was good, but not great. Like it didn't grab me. Uh-huh. This book grabbed me. Uh-huh. It's really good. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, I just, I've really enjoyed it. Um, the characters are so much fun and they have such great chemistry. Um, uh-huh. So I definitely recommend it. The f- first one I think was called The Boyfriend Project. Uh-huh. And it it was, it was good, but like it just didn't hook me the same um so i've been reading that really enjoyed that uh see what else i oh i rewatched some episodes of ted lasso last night Mm -hmm. oh i'm I'm excited excited. for that i'm so excited for that too yeah oh i can't wait i i'm scared but also excited (laughs) yeah it's i'm just excited that it's finally here and i get to watch more ted lasso so yes well i'm just afraid because it's the last season Mm-hmm. and i'm worried about how it's gonna end i'm gonna be hopeful i i'm always gonna be hopeful because ted lasso is so good but yeah it's just been such a weird year it's yeah. it's hard to trust things i know <laughs> um let's see also daisy jones daisy jones in mm-hmm. the six i have now watched six episodes of it and they are all wonderful mm-hmm. um there are some differences from the book so if you've read the book be prepared for that but it's nothing that like messes with the story mm-hmm. the vibe from the book um oh my gosh it's so good unlike mm-hmm. riley i think you say her last name keo keo yeah. and sam claffin have such good chemistry mm. holy cow okay. i am floored and it's also strange because um I don't know the actress's name that plays Camilla. I think her actual, her name may be Camilla, but um, her and Sam have great chemistry as well. It's like, so it's this love triangle, but all sides of it have great chemistry. And I'm just Sam. It's Sam uh, Kathleen. If you don't have chemistry with Sam Kathleen, like, what are you doing? It's just, it's so good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, And the rest of the cast is really good too. Like there have been some moments where I have laughed out loud at the guy playing Mm -hmm. Warren, the drummer, oh my god <laughs> uh yeah so it's a lot of fun i definitely very highly recommend it mm-hmm. um some of the serious critics were like uh giving it shit for focusing on a love triangle mm-hmm. and i wanted to be like did you even research the book because mm-hmm. the book is like primarily about the love triangle <laughs> so yeah. what did you think it was gonna be <laughs> um yeah but i so my opinion on anything with critical opinions is read them, acknowledge them, but then make your own opinion. Mm-hmm. So if you've read those and they've scared you off, don't let them watch it. See what you mm-hmm. think. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But I mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see what they do with the rest of it because it's just so good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So those have been my little doses of joy watching ted lasso last night was mm. that was a treat that felt good mm. um i can't wait for the new season i'm just i'm ready for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I also recently rewatched Newsies, which is like one of my comfort mm. films as a kid, and that was fun. Young Christian Bale <laughs> being a cowboy. Yeah, it's like he was like eighteen when he made this movie, Ooh. and he never talks about it now. He's like super ashamed of it <laughs> because he's Batman. You know, Ooh, he can't Batman. he can't be a singing teenager who wants to oh. be a cowboy. <laughs> anyway <laughs> i did rewatch that the other night it made me happy i also rewatched the broadway version that's on disney plus with jeremy jordan Ooh, love jeremy jordan have you seen that kim i haven't and i'm not going because jeremy jordan i don't watch a ton with jeremy jordan so. mm, okay well it's on disney plus and it's literally the um, Broadway version filmed. They filmed it at a theater in California okay. um, after the show had ended its Broadway run. But it's most of the original cast back doing okay. the roles. Okay. Um, and it's so good. It's so, 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 so good. Okay. Um, anyway, highly recommend that. <laughs> cool. But yeah, that's basically been been it um we're getting closer to my universal trip so that's coming out of the joy territory and heading toward the stress territory you'll you'll get there you'll have so much fun i know it's the getting there that stresses me out like the figuring out what to pack and like you have to do like the 331 with your liquids and the Mm carry-on and like the just the logistics yeah logistics are not fun unfortunately (laughs) making sure i have the money and i don't run out like you know the things you have to do to prepare for travel that's Mm -hmm. the part that gets me (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh i will say this is funny so i because of all the chaos that happened at christmas i had all these starbucks gift cards i was going to send out in christmas cards to like certain people and i didn't end up doing that so i've decided i'm keeping them to use in case i run out of food money in universal i'll always have oh. starbucks money nice <laughs> so i may just end up eating starbucks for 4 I days mean, straight i mean not the worst it's fine it'll work out mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah um anyway uh that's been my life lately not much really going on uh yeah so we've got some potentially exciting things for the pod on the horizon um and then of course the end of the season is coming Mm -hmm. i'm just so it's a good it's gonna be good it's gonna be good Mm -hmm. can't wait um yeah go follow us on social media guys follow us Mm -hmm. on twitter uh ladies night pod except ladies is spelled with uh y-s instead of i-e-s and then ladies night underscore pod on instagram spelled correctly uh and then our email is podcast.ladiesnight at gmail.com so any of those methods to get in touch with us will work if you want to see like the visual media to tease the episodes that's going to be on instagram we don't post the video clips to twitter because we have some followers who don't want spoilers respect Mm -hmm. that if you want the spoilers follow the instagram Mm -hmm. um so that's the way we've split that up there <laughs> if you want to follow live tweeting then you're going to follow the twitter because mm-hmm. we don't really do live stuff during the episodes on the instagram mm-hmm. um so there you go so that's how that works going forward now if you want to send us listener thoughts or anything it doesn't have to be listener thoughts if you don't want to send us thoughts on the episode that's fine if you want to send us your head cannons or like what you think of us if it's nice please be nice and gentle and friendly um <laughs> <laughs> or if you have ideas for what we can talk about anything 
whatever you you feel like sending us you can send it to that email um i promise you it'll be okay it doesn't have to be listener thoughts if you don't feel like giving your detailed analysis of the Uh episode that's totally fine um anyway but those are how you get in touch with us so feel free to use any of those and if you're very nice and you like us you can also rate and subscribe Mm -hmm. and yeah that's nice leave us a little review too if you want to uh any of those things will help spread the word about the pod because the more ratings and reviews we have the higher up it goes in the algorithms (laughs) so uh yeah that's how you can help us out um yeah any last thoughts you want to add kim no just another lovely fantastic time logan (laughs) so much fun i know it's last call we're being kicked out of smokies yeah we'd better go we'll see you guys next time bye bye (laughs)